I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada, within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Uh, they did a list of how long it will take you to binge watch certain television shows. Oh, okay. Hit me. Okay. So they, they, they like start... Like new shows or like just uh, popular uh, just in general? popular shows from over the years. Okay. And they go from the reasonable to the ridiculous. Ooh, okay. We'll do ridiculous first. No. So we'll do reasonable first. <laughs> <laughs> let me, don't let me do my thing, Maureen. I'm interrupting the man. <laughs> So if you were to watch, and I and I think that I'm trying to figure out how this math works. Is this like if you just don't stop watching? Correct. So if you sat down to watch Friends, yeah, and didn't stop watching, yeah, it's 121 hours. So that's going to take you five days, one hour to watch all of Friends. But that's every like if for a continuous 24 hour run. For continuous Which nobody watching, would ever do. Nobody would ever do. But if you wanted to, uh huh. It would take you five full days and plus one hour. Sure. Yes, to uh, to watch Friends. Uh, break, break, Breaking Bad, you can do in two days, 14 hours. I think Shem did that. Two days? Two full days. Yeah, 60, 62 hours. <sighs> so it's uh, two days, 14 hours. Uh, and then we get to The Walking Dead, 131, which is five days it's going to take no you. No way, I'd have nightmares for sure. Cheers is going to take you five days, 18 hours. Boring. Big Bang Theory is going to take you five days, 19 hours. Boring. Gilmore Girls, which Roxy's doing right now. Yeah. She's loving Gilmore Girls. Did they bring that show back? They did, right? They, did, they brought they it back for like one quick thing, I think. Oh, I'm okay. not 100% sure, but Roxy's doing Gilmore Girls right now. Uh, six days, nine hours for Gilmore Girls. Wow. Yeah, but like, why don't they do this? Why don't they make this list in a way... A realistic list. Well, because then, then you could, but then that's not been. But, but here's the thing: is that they don't know. It's not up to them to tell you what's a reasonable, a reasonable say, amount of television to watch. Let's say eight hours, right? Okay, An eight hour day. Okay. Like, why don't they do that? Okay. Well, then, hold on here. What the hell? No, I'm not asking you to go well, back you and do are. that. You are. No, I said they. Well, I'm they. I'm doing this. So now you're asking me. I'm the they. Sorry. Okay, so, Maury, do this math for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Maury's scrambling for a bit. You look so confused right okay, now. Okay, Maury. No, yeah. just tell, it's okay. No, just no, go no, through, no. I want to go through the rest okay, of the list. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, the Simpsons, 13 days, 22 hours Whoa. is what it'll take you. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, 14 days. Can a person, like, actually stay awake for two no, straight weeks? No, no you right? You die. No. Yes, you would. Uh, you don't know how the series okay. is going to end. <laughs> uh, and NCIS, 15 days, 19 hours. Holy. Oh, my God. 
Law and Order Special okay. Victims this Unit. This is the one I've been waiting for. Okay. How long has Law and Order Law been, order's on been around for? Like, what is it? Like twenty it's seasons? Four hundred and sixty hours of television. What? Whoa. So nineteen days, four hours. Dude, that's almost a month. Okay, then we get into Days of Our Lives. Oh, that show is still on, isn't it? Okay, if you were to sit and binge Days of Our Lives, Uh it would take you 470 days. Oh my, you're dead (laughs) for sure. You're dead for sure. If you were to sit and binge General Hospital, it would take you 474 days. Oh my God. Plus 22 hours. So, okay, so what did you want to know if you did eight hours a day? Yeah. Okay, hold on here. Maury, how do you do this math? Maury, if if you have, uh, if you wanted to watch The Wire, right, which is 60 hours, what are you doing? I'm going to grab a piece of paper. Well, that's my paper. Well, so it's 60 hours. 60 hours. Okay. Here we go. And you have... uh, And now keeping in mind, there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah, we'll keep that in mind. Um, so 24 hours a day. Now, the question is, how long would it take you to watch 60 hours of television if you were only permitted to watch eight hours of television a day? Okay. Eight and eight is 16. Right. 16. Oh, no. And eight. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, oh, God, we're 24, forever. 24 hours. What was the question? <laughs> okay. If The <laughs> Wire has 60 hours of television. Yeah. And you are only permitted to watch eight hours of television a day. Yeah. How long would it take you to watch all 60 hours of The Wire? Because if you watched it continuously, it's two days, 12 hours. That's 60 hours. But if you're only permitted to watch The Wire for eight hours a day, how long would it take you to watch The Wire? 60 hours of television. Say it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it would take yeah. you one, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, six eight. and a half hours. Six and a half. Six and a half. <laughs> six okay. and a half to six and a half something. Okay. Something is six and a half. Oh my God. No, you're wrong. No, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's seven <laughs> and a half days. It's seven and a half days, bro. <laughs> okay, I was off by a day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see um, Cardi B and Bernie Sanders? No, what happened? Doing an IG live? <gasps> no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! This this is something that could have only happened after Bernie Sanders dropped out, because people would have eaten him alive for doing. If he linked up with Cardi on, if he was still, IG? if he yeah. was still running, yeah, they would have brought up the shoes to drug guys up and robbed them. And how do you want that endorsement? I mean, Bernie Sanders to Joe Rogan, and they ate him alive. Can't do Cardi B when you're running. No, absolutely not. But Cardi is just free now to be Cardi, and Bernie is just free to now be Bernie. Um, Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Um, The best clip is Cardi trying to squeeze insider information out of Bernie Sanders through all his contacts and connections as to when she's going to be allowed to go outside again. Because I want to be outside for the summertime. You know, I want to be outside. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I just don't feel like it's safe. To go outside. So when do you think? Do, do you got some friends in there that kind of know a little shine, shine, shine? Do you want to share to the world, world, world? <laughs> Nobody knows exactly. And we'll probably be uh, at different times in different places in the country. And it will not be all at once. Nobody is going to turn on a switch and America returns to where it was. <laughs> they sound like real good friends, huh? I know. Uh, and then they talked a little bit about her uh, about her fingernails because I don't know if you've seen Cardi's fingernails recently. No, 
they're about they stick off her hand about three inches. Yeah, like, like I mean, like full. So th- she doing it herself, or her, you think she's sneaking people into the crib? Please to help her out. Her nails stick off her finger about this much. Yeah, sneaking people in. Right? Like she opened a mango with her fingernail. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. <laughs> you go, Cardi B. Everybody got Uncle Bernie in my life. Uncle Bernie, how you doing? I'm good, Cardi. I want you to take a look at my nails. How are they looking? They're looking very quarantine. Mm, I, I could tell you've been on quarantine for a while now with your nails, but you know what? It's okay. And then so three hours ago, Cardi tweeted because people kept screen grabbing the shot of her opening a mango with her giant fingernail. And she wrote, I can do it all, baby. Just want people to stop asking me how I wipe my butt. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Story time. (laughs) Uh, Damn it, Maury being stuck at home, been making cold calls lately. Because we can't go out on the streets and interact with people. No. Outside of the show. So he sits at home and he just thinks of phone numbers in his head and he just calls people and talks to them the way that he would if he had just met them on the street. And yesterday he did Quarantales, which is Maury would give people, strangers on the phone, he would give them like one or two lines from some made up story. And then the people on the phone would have to continue the story. And then the next person he called would have to continue the story and so on and so forth until the entire story wraps up. Strangers who have no idea what's going on brilliantly creating these quarantales. Hello. Hi, it's uh, Dammit Maury from the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good, but I'm working right now, like everyone. I'm working at home. No worries, no worries. Very, very easy. I'm bringing the city together. We're creating a new story, Razumoka's Corin Tales, and I want you to come up with the next couple of lines. Do you have a minute? Uh, well, I will in a couple minutes, if you can call me back. <laughs> Hi. Hi, uh, this is Maury from the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm randomly calling numbers on the phone and calling people to play a round of Corin Tales. We're going to create a story. The city is going to come together with a brand new story today, and everybody I phone is going to add a line to the story, and we're going to begin with you. Normally, Sally would... Call her side piece on the way to the office, but today she's driving her husband to work. Turns out her husband works at the city morgue. All of a sudden, she sees the side piece being wheeled in on a gurney. Hello. Okay, hi. Is is now an okay time? Yeah, we can do it now. <laughs> okay, perfect. This is Roz and Mocha's Corin Tales. The next couple of lines are yours. Go ahead. Although she feels like screaming and crying, Sally desperately musters the strength to show no emotion in front of her spouse. But as she glances at her husband... She notices him watching the gurney with great interest. Could that be a smile on her husband's face? (laughs) Sally tried hard to make sure there was no emotion in her voice when she asked, Did you know that guy, honey? How'd he die? Her husband turned to her and exclaimed, No, of course not. Why wouldn't I know him? Karen. That's your real name, isn't it? (laughs) Karen froze that she'd been so careful covering her tracks. How could he have possibly discovered her secret? Her husband had been part of her escape. How could anyone understand her past? Life in the circus is a strange thing. Oh! 
People were ready to play. Wow, that may be. Sally normally calls her side piece on the way to work, but today she was driving her husband to his job at the morgue. Like, oh, man. Like, I will 100%. Right? The city came out to play. I love it. Congratulations. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tiger King, it's still in our lives. It is. And uh, we're about to talk to Dylan Passage. Dylan Passage, Joe Exotic's current husband. He was the guy that uh, Joe married uh, near the end of Tiger King. Still married to him. But uh, where is Joe now? Is he still in isolation in the prison because of coronavirus? Has he even seen Tiger King yet? Yo, Dylan Passage, what's up, man? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. So uh, what? Where is uh, where is Joe right now? Because the last that I heard anything was that he was in some sort of isolation in the prison because of COVID-19. Did he get COVID-19 or was that a false story? No. So, so he's in, um, Fort Worth, Texas right now. Um, but no, he does not have COVID-19. They got the test results back and no, he's, he's healthy. It was just a precautionary measure since at the facility he was at, right. uh, there was multiple cases. How often do you talk to him, Dylan? Um, I've only been able to speak to him twice in the past two and a half weeks. But when he was in Grady County in Oklahoma, we spoke like almost five times a day. Oh, okay. So how does your husband, Joe Exotic, feel about Tiger King on Netflix? Um, he absolutely loves the attention. He's gotten a lot of really good feedback. Um, like when the show dropped, he got a lot of emails and um, letters mailed to him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he knows that people people are on his side and, and they're rooting for him. He hasn't seen it, though, right? No, he's, he has not. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. And what do you think? I mean, I, I like it. I think the producers did really well and their portrayal of everyone. Um, they stayed true to the story as you know much as possible with the information that they had. How much do you tell Joe when you do talk to him? Because there have been some stories that have come out since the documentary aired. Some stories that say that he is uh, undeniably racist, that he was cruel to the animals. In episode eight, they talked about him uh, when he uh, killed a horse that somebody dropped off. Like, how much of the, the sort of reaction now are you passing on to Joe? So he, since episode eight, he hasn't really, you know, heard anything about it since he's still in isolation. Right. You know, I mean, I've, I've talked to him a little bit about like the show and stuff and told him about all the memes. He really thinks they're funny. He's like the guards have even shown them to him and, yeah. you know, he gets a kick out of them. What about some of the things that former employees have said about him on the docuseries that he may not have had said to his face? Like, have you told him like, in great detail things that were said in the show? Um, I know that I know that other people have told him things that were said. Um, yeah. I don't really care to, to get into the negative stuff. I mean, that's not any way to cheer him up. You know, he's already in a pretty bad place. But, you know, everyone who worked on the park, they weren't necessarily the best of character. Yeah. Um, you know, they were all people who were convicts and felons that joked wanted to help out and gave them jobs when nobody would. Um, and, you know, the the comment about, you know, him shooting a horse, that's kind of ironic because the sheriff would come and bring, you know, sick horses, and that's the only time, you know, and have Joe, like, euthanize them. Um, so did you? what did you think of episode eight? Because it seemed like a lot of people had... 
uh, gone through this, you know, process and, and there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of nice things to say about Joe. How much of episode eight did you agree with and how much did you disagree with? Did you want to be able to say something? Um, you know, I don't, I didn't really care to be a part of episode eight. Yeah. I mean, all they, all they used was auxiliary characters, people who really weren't too important to the storyline. And it wasn't produced by the same people who produced the first seven episodes. Were you asked to be in it? Netflix confronted me about Joe being in it. And, you know, I I denied it just because, you know, first off, he's not going to be able to do an interview where he is. I've only been able to speak to him twice in the past two and a half weeks. So he's not going to really waste his phone calls on on that. What did you think about uh, Donald Trump being asked if he would pardon Joe Exotic? I mean, I I thought it was pretty cool, you know, that somebody (laughs) would would take the time to ask that in the middle, middle of like a conference. Yeah. Um, and I know Joe, Joe was super excited when he heard that, you know, Trump even said his name. Uh, you guys have to be planning because he, Joe's in for 22 years, right? And yeah. how old is he now? He's 57. He's 57. So what is the, the plan with you, Dylan, as his, uh, as his partner? Like, are you guys come to, have you come to terms with the fact that this may be your relationship until the end or are you guys planning on spending time outside of prison and that he will be i guess early released or exonerated or like what's your plan with joe um you know i'm not i'm not gonna leave this side uh he really needs me for emotional support and um you know i don't i don't mind being here i actually like would much rather be the one who can talk to him and keep his keep his mind right and head on his shoulders because, I mean, he's in a really tough situation. His whole life has kind of been ripped away from him and his reputation tarnished. Um, I mean, I think it was a very unfair situation, but... I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick by his side. Are you exclusive to Joe right now, or do you guys have some sort of understanding where you can see other people? We, we've had the conversation that if if I find somebody that is important to me and that that could possibly be long term in the end, that he would be supportive of that. He doesn't want me to be alone, um, but it's hard to to focus on that. Does he still feel the same way about Carol? I mean, I don't think his opinion is ever going to change about Carol. What's your opinion of Carol? I've never met her, so I can't really speak on that. You know, I mean, I'm more of a judge of character from when I meet somebody. Yeah. That's, that's more important than, you know, judging someone on things that I've just heard. Uh, there's, a, there's a great scene in Tiger King where Joe's about to go on that first date and he walks over to the wall and like sort of goes through his tassel jacket after tassel jacket after tassel jacket and then decides on the perfect tassel jacket. Where are all the rest of the tassel jackets right now? They all look the same. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have them and, and uh, there's maybe like like a black one in there. I think he even has a purple one somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have... I have I have most of them, and um, a couple of his friends have have some. When uh, when couples get together, oftentimes one of the one of the people in the relationship, you know, starts changing their partner. Uh, when it came to Joe's fashion or Joe's look, would you have changed anything? Were you on your way to changing anything? I would no, I would never. Joe was gonna. He was fifty seven years. Well, he was fifty five when we met. Yeah. So I mean, he was already set in his ways, and I had no intention of doing that. Um, you know, he he had his look. And that's kind of what made him Joe. Right. There you go. Dylan Passage, uh, you are Joe Exotic's husband. Joe Exotic, of course, from Tiger King. Thanks very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. 
Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. Yo, yesterday I drove through whiteout conditions, bro. Did you? Yeah. Literal whiteout conditions. Like a winter day. That's so And it was 15 minutes away from the radio station. When I left, this neighborhood was sunny, beautiful, bright. And I could see, like, in the distance, it was pretty dark gray clouds. And you drove into it. And I drove right into it, God. and it was whiteout conditions for about five minutes. Once I got off the highway, it was beautiful, sunny again. By the time I got home, it started snowing again. And throughout the entire day, it was like sunny, and then flurries, and then sunny, and then flurries, and then sunny, and then flurries. It was it's, the weirdest day, It's man. interesting because you don't, you like, you don't, you live north of the city, right? Yeah. And I live very, very south. And... It's almost like you live in a different weather system sometimes Completely. because you'll post a picture on IG and you'll be like, look what's doing out my window. And I look out my window and I'm like, oh my God, it looks like June. Yeah. You know, like it's crazy. Feel like that, yeah. I had to pull out the blankets yesterday that we, we put it got away. cold, huh? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Is this the blankets because you're sleeping on the couch? I had to have three blankets on me. Three? Three blankets. How thin are your well, blankets? Nobody makes, <laughs> nobody makes couch throws well, long enough to cover. You parchment paper? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they don't make them long enough to cover your upper and your lower, so you need one blanket for your feet and another blanket for your top wait, portions. Wait, stop. Did you say they don't make blankets that cover your upper and lower part of your body? The throws for your couch? No, they're not long enough. Well, why don't you use like a regular bed sheet? Hey, it's not a bad idea. So what is your, what, do you, what are you using? You're using the couch? How big are the couch throws? Just like towel size? Yeah, they're like, you know. Why do you even have those in the house? They're useless. Couch throws? Yeah. What well, are they for? One of them says days of our lives. Like they're ones that get sent. <laughs> but what are they for? What's, the, what's, what's like their purpose? Well, because if you're lying on the couch watching like a Netflix show or something, you want to cuddle like up under a throw. On, like you yeah. put it on your lap kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, to keep your legs like warm. Like my hands? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, 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 sit on the couch watching TV and just put like the little blanket over your knees? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Super weird, right? So you have to sleep under all night. Yes. <laughs> but you guys have bed sheets, right? Yes, we do, and that was a okay. brilliant idea. But Thank bed, you. See, bed sheets are a risk, though. When you're sleeping on the couch and it gets cold, here's why a bed sheet is a risk. Uh-huh. Because if it's just a sheet and you don't have a blanket on top of you, yeah. sometimes a bed sheet you can wake up and the bed sheet will be freezing. Sure. Right? Like you need something on top of a bed sheet. I can't like sleep thicker. with. Yeah, I can't sleep even in a bed. I can't sleep with just a sheet. What about a comforter? Oh, we have two. One, yeah, I guess I could. One's don't tell us. Matthew is using no, both of them. No, they're themed. Our comforters are themed. There's like a winter themed comforter that's more uh, of a tartan. Right. Thing. Okay, I sound like an idiot, but yeah, there's a they're themed. The theme. So what? Are you not allowed to use the themed comforter? Oh, he'd get quite upset if I took out the Christmas themed comforter and used it in April. Right. <laughs> 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 so you're gonna freeze that? Well, no, I have my upper and lower throws. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I, I find I'm finding new pains in quarantine now. Like what I don't, kind of pain? I, well, I don't do as much walking as I normally do. Yeah. Right, like all day long, I'm just walking around that the TV station, and it's like a big place. Like I'm walking and walking and walking. I'm putting and in my steps, stuck in isolation. Yeah, I go from the toilet to the chair. 
Max. <laughs> Why don't you wheel the desk in there and just sit on I was, the toilet? I've been spending so much time. You know I me, mean? because normally I just spend so much time on the toilet, right? Because yeah. I just go in there and do nothing. Just to hang. Just to hang. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's so relaxing to me. That's your fortress of solitude. Uh, yes. And then when my left leg goes to sleep, I put it up on the counter. Uh-huh. And then I wait for you it to come. Rest, and buddy. then I wait for it to come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put it. And then I put it back down. And then I put the right one up. Yeah. Uh, but I've been spending so much time in there lately because I have so much time. Like if I have normally during the day, I don't have that kind of time where I can do my, you know, where I can hit the fortress of solitude. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'm in there like four, five, six times a day now. Would wow. anyone notice if you had like the laptop in front of you and you did your your Instagrams from there? Uh, yeah, because it's clearly a bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like Rox came in the other day and asked me a question. Didn't even question why I was in there. Uh-huh. There was there was no like it's not even. Yeah, like but God. your family probably like super used to it super, right now. Like there's they don't even, it's it's not even like what are you doing in here anymore? It's no. nothing. It's like she just it's came as in. if you were sitting on the couch. Yeah, it is. It's like there's no difference. The conversations are, there's no Catherine will come in put curlers in her hair and not even and honestly not even notice that I'm there like until goes. I slap her in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like. I'm furniture at that point, right? Like they completely ignore me. Was this passed down? Like, did your dad do this and you learned from him? Yeah, my dad was one of the world's greatest toilet sitters. Now that that you bring it up, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, The new emojis that are supposed to drop this year are going to be delayed a little bit. They're still coming out this year. Okay. What were some of the new emojis? Do you know? Because I know that you're always super hype about new emojis. Uh, a ninja, trans flag, people feeding a baby, bubble tea, um, a lot of gender inclusive designs. Excuse okay? me, a ninja. A ninja. <laughs> um, now they were working on even newer emojis, which they haven't released the list of what they're working on. How is emoji releasing affected by coronavirus? That's my question. I don't know because they're just being designed on computers, right? Like, but the new ones, so no. for this year, they're still being released, okay? okay? A little bit later. The ones that they were working on for 2021 have been pushed back to 2022. And again, they haven't released the list of what it is exactly they're working on. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Roz. Or hi, Roz and Mocha. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I was wondering if you could send out a birthday shout out. Oh, okay, too. <laughs> to myself. Oh, <laughs> what's your name? Dina. Dina, happy birthday, girl! Thank you so much. I just wanted to call to like let you guys know that uh, I'm a frontline worker, and every day I have to go in. But I love listening, love listening to you guys, and I, I can't thank you guys uh, so much for what you guys do too. Oh, thank you. Um, how old are you today? You know, um, early forty. Okay, nice. don't be embarrassed. <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, I work for one of the financial institutions. Like a bank. You work for a bank. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. We, we talked to a guy who worked for a bank earlier this week, too. Yeah. All that dirty money you guys got to keep touching. So do you have to wear, yeah. like, gloves? Are you wearing a mask? What's that? Uh, what's your experience like? So what we have is um, we have these things called their sneeze guards. Yeah. So they protect us at the front end when clients are coming in. And we do have uh, gloves, and we do also have the mask. And we have tons of hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes, so... You know, after each client, uh, we get to wipe down everything uh, on a regular. Oh, man. How much extra time do you think that you're spending on, uh, that you normally wouldn't, pre-COVID, that you're spending, like, cleaning up your workstation? Uh, It's quite regular. Like, I would say 
every five to ten minutes. Oh man, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's pretty often. Do you still have people coming? Do you still have people coming in with stacks of cash that need to deposit it? And if so, do you wonder in the time like this where they're getting all that cash from? Um. So we actually have a lot of requests for um, large cash withdrawals. I, I don't know. I think people think like the end of the world is coming. I, I don't know. Um, but no, I, I mean, I mean, trying to. I mean, trying to deposit cash. Um. Not so much deposit. No. Huh? But withdrawals they, they, they want larger sums of cash i don't know why but they want to keep it at um, home in case everything collapses yeah but what, what good is it going to do in the mattress though like your, your mattress is going to get higher that's about it like it's going to be more comfortable for you that's about it <laughs> but, the uh, drywall. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to celebrate your birthday i guess nothing so I was, stay home pretty much i was actually supposed to be taking a trip Next week with my two sisters and my sister-in-law, we were actually supposed to be going to Jamaica. Yeah. So that's not happening. However, I'm probably going to uh, schedule like a, a Zoom birthday thing where we're probably going to do like jello shots and oh, maybe have some games uh, oh, for nice. the Zoom. Just, just try to make it like, okay, it's bittersweet, but, you know, it, it could be a lot worse. Um, so I'm just going to try to make the most of it for sure. Nice. What background are you going to use for your uh, your Zoom meeting, your birthday party? Um, I'm not sure yet. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to pick and choose oh, okay. something. I would like to do like a disco thing, like a disco kind of theme, but we'll see. Can I give you a, uh, selfishly, can I give you a suggestion? Absolutely. Okay, so the Raza Mocha Show, we have our own Zoom backgrounds. And Come you have on. three options. You can either sit uh, where I sit, you can sit where Roz sits, or you can sit where Dammit Maury sits. Okay. So I think it would be fun if you and your two sisters were to each select one of those seats and do your Zoom birthday party that way. That's awesome. Those pictures are uh, on our uh, Twitter account. We'll retweet it again at Kiss925, but do that and celebrate your birthday with us. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. All right. Amazing. We love you right back. Happy birthday between Roz and Mocha. Who's your favorite, Dina? Roz. Yes. M- Mocha, you know I love you. You have that infectious laugh. You have it. I, I-, I love you guys both, but it- it's got to come down to one person. It's going to be Roz. <laughs> I like that. I'll take it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dina. We love you lots. Awesome. Thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Diddy out there looking like Uncle Phil all weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. I don't like seeing my Diddy like that. Holy. Who did he I get that in I do not him? like seeing Diddy like that. I think he looked great, but he did look a little like Uncle uh, Uncle Phil. Yeah. Sean, Sean Lovecombs, by the way. Yes. That's his, uh, his name this year. And uh, he was talking to Drake. I think he called Drake one of the top five rappers of all time. Ooh, Wow. And uh, he was this talking after to, after they had all their beef, remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> stupid. Uh, and then they were talking about Drake's new album and Drake talking about being quarantined and how this is like he's just poured himself into his music. Working on the album. I've been working on it for a while now. And like I said, you know, another another silver lining is, you know, when 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 God does get you to sit down. I remember the last time I had to sit down was when I tore my ACL. And, 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 and I made a great album out of that. And obviously, you know, God has us all inside the house right now sitting down. So, you know, the, the, the amount of focus that I'm able to put into this album is probably way different than it would have been, you know, if I would have had to go do the residency in Vegas. And, you know, saying all that to say that definitely this is the most excited I've been about an album in a long time. Um, and, yeah, you know, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of little stuff has been trickling out. But, you know, all the stuff on the album is fresh. It's brand new. And, um, and, and I'm excited. It's probably the most music I've ever been sitting on. 
and uh, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm well, 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 we, well, we know you coming with it. We know you coming with it. The world needs it. Oh man, I cannot wait for this album. And uh, and then J Lo uh, was talking to Diddy as well, where she was. I guess A Rod is a huge Diddy fan. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of your ex, J Lo. Can you tell him? This guy right here is your biggest fan from the bad boy era. You and Mace like are his heroes. Okay? It's like okay. every party we do, anything we Let's do is like put on Buffy and Mace. Put on Buffy and Mace. <laughs> so you're gonna have to do one of those joints. Yeah. Okay, so which song you wanna hear, A Rod? No manual problem. I mean, Anything with Mace in it. No, no, you know what you do? We should no. do the the the, 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 the Been Around the World remix. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's only, that, that, that's only true, true, true. I appreciate the love, A-Rod. Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Let's rock. Let's rock. New York. Turn me up a little bit, kid. Isn't that crazy what people are doing right now? Yeah. I love it, man. It's so entertaining. We like it. Uh-huh, yeah, I know you brought you bring that up though. It's like when you're when your current is like idolizing your ex, huh? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, call him, call him now. Get yeah. him on the phone. Come on, I don't really want to get him on yeah, the phone. Yeah, no, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. It was awkward. The no, split up was so cool. Yeah, please just tell him I'm like a really big fan. Please. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, are they doing a a Home Alone reboot? Is that what I'm reading here? Oh my God, they better not be. Yeah, with Disney Plus. No, they're not. Are they really? Is it a show or is it a movie? Dumb idea. It's a. There aren't any specifics on the on on this because the the story is not so much that they're doing uh, a Home Alone reboot, but apparently they threw a ton of money at Macaulay Culkin to do a cameo in it. Oh, okay. So that's a big story. No offense well, this, to him, but I, I don't feel that it, like you could probably go with a less than a ton of money. He's doing all kinds of things now for a lot less. Yeah, I, and I don't know how reliable this is. I've only seen it from like one place, but the report was that it was around $3 million. What? Yeah, but you can't do Home Alone now. You can't even do a reboot because what you have now that you didn't have in those original movies is the internet and a cell phone. Which he did in a remake for a commercial. Right, but do we need that though? Do we, we don't need, like Home no. Alone is so sacred? Yeah, that e- any like th- there's very few movies that I would say you just can't you can't touch even for a new generation because the movies hold up for the new generation, right? Home Alone is one of them. Yeah, Home Alone you do not need Jumanji. Yes, the, I love the reboot of Jumanji. Oh my god, right? those movies are so good. Dude. They're they're great, but there's a few movies that you 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 shouldn't. Touch Home Alone is one of them because it's still it's a, it's still so perfect. Yeah, uh, Back to the Future is another one. Absolutely. And whenever they start talking about doing a remake of Back to the Future, I just like I get physically angry. Right, yeah. like I said, tense up because there's just no there's no point on that because the originals just hold up so Much well. Much music was airing a marathon on all those movies. Much music all- still around? Yeah, yeah they were up. they were they running the music. They were running uh, Back to the Future like Hold the entire trilogy. Pause for one second. What? Much music still exists. Yeah, dog. No, it doesn't. Yeah. How do you think I watch Jersey Shore? Hold on here. In what capacity? What does it look like when you tune on, turn on much music? It's all reality television. But they and call movies. It, don't they just call it much now? I don't know. Yeah. I don't work there. But like, what do they run? 
reality shows and movies. Really? Yeah. But like anything else? Like it's just so it's like a just like a regular channel now? That's why yeah, they dropped totally. the, that's why they dropped the music from the name. Oh right. I guess. Well, I'm just used to calling it much music, so I'm gonna yeah. call it much music. No, I'm I'm just giving you the facts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Sue me? I had no idea they still existed. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. Really, huh? Yeah, man. I had no idea. I thought it, I, I honestly thought that much music went away years ago. The music part did. No, but just the whole channel. Like oh, I just thought channel. it was swallowed up into something else. No, because no, like yeah. when they used to do the award show, that's where it would air. Yeah, but when's the last time they did the award show? Two last years year? ago. Yeah. No, they skipped a year. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. They skipped a year. Yeah. Well, yeah so they much they I watched the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I watched the channel on Thursday nights for Jersey Shore. Yeah. And then over the weekend for Back to the Future. <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you even know what's on much music? You scroll, right? You just scroll around. Scroll? Who scrolls? Nobody yeah. scrolls. No, somebody scroll. told me. My, I think nah. it was like my. My sister-in-law, I think, texted me and was like, hey, Back to the Future's on. Yeah. I'm never even in the neighborhood of where much music would be when I'm scrolling through stuff. And then on the weekend, um, all long weekend, Showcase, Showcase Music was playing the entire um, Star Wars Really, huh? All the all the movies, yeah. Yeah, see, I know um, Showcase still exists, but that, I, I, because I, I'm not even when I flip around, yeah, right. I don't go down to where I go to specific channels. I'll go to 52, 44, go to, here's HGTV. What I, here's what I do: I go to 500, and then uh -huh. I just go up from there. Oh wow, you're fancy. I don't have that because, many because that's just where all the HG channels are. Sure. So I just go 500, and then that's all I need. And then if I want like movies and stuff, I go 300, and then I go up from there. I never, I haven't hit like. Anything from like three like, onwards? I haven't hit on my phone like zero one five in uh, ten years. Oh, that's all I. That's all I. Because that's or what zero, I'm used three. to. Really? I saw you know, zero zero funny. three and go back. Oh, you know wow. what's hilarious? What's that? Every single day at seven thirty. Yeah. You, sir, are yeah. on channel zero three. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up, Deborah? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm okay. Okay, so Deborah, you wrote us this. Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I have a friend who I've known all my life. We lost contact in our early 20s and nine years ago rekindled the friendship. I'm struggling because she shows no interest in me personally. I feel we should be closer than we are because of family history help. So uh, why did you guys sort of distance yourselves all those years ago? Uh, well, we kind of grew up together. We were born in the same hospital a couple weeks apart and uh, our families are friends. Uh, they still are today, but um, I think around, you know, our late teens, early 20s. Well, I got married at 21, and then we just kind of went our separate ways. And then you rekindled the friendship when? Uh, about nine years ago. And how have things been? Um, Stressful. Okay, <laughs> so... In what way? What way has it been stressful? How did you guys reconnect? Like, I am assuming you moved away. Uh, no, no, we stayed oh. in the same city. Um, we just started talking again. I found her on... Um, social media yeah. uh -huh. and we just started talking on there and then we decided to get together and then the friendship just kind of stayed stagnant um we went on a trip a couple of years ago down south with a group mm -hmm. and uh i was later told that my husband and i were being dramatic oh wow right by her so, but yes by her what is your what is your deep need to be this person's friend i just feel like we've known each other literally our whole life and i feel like there's but that there's doesn't that doesn't make a friendship though People change over time. That's you know true. that, right? What do you... Her life is different from what your life is. Maybe you guys are just like interested in different things now. Or you've just... You had your friendship. It was all good back in the day. And now you don't. And you don't need to. Like since we both got married, things have just been kind of... Yeah, she's got a life. 
you got a life. Levels. You got a life, and you you're not. You're maybe you, you know you don't. I'm guessing that you don't mean as much to her as she means to you. As terrible as that may sound. Yeah. And I'm I don't. And I don't think that she values sort of your friendship as much as you value her friendship. Are you the one that's always reaching out via social media or text or or calling? Are you always the one that initiates the conversation? No. No, she does too. They're oh, okay. very social. They have lots of get-togethers and gatherings at their it's, house. It's just not a um, close friendship. No. Yeah, she's just not that into you. <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 I will and I will say this: that not all friendships are forever, especially the friendships that start out because your parents were friends. Then you guys are sort of like friends by proxy, where you kind of grew up together and you had this close bond when you were kids because there was a lot of like parents getting together and you spent a ton of time together. But you didn't choose each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And your, your parents sort of put the two of you together and they were real happy because when you guys were younger, it worked and you got along so well. And it meant that they get to hang out. Uh, but sometimes people just come into your life and they shake it up and they make it a little bit better. Or they make it a little bit worse and then they go on their way. And then other times people come into your life and they they're with you forever. And this mm-hmm. to me does not sound like somebody even by design who was going to be there forever. Just the fact that you guys went for so long without even speaking to each other before or having to rekindle a friendship. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that she's an acquaintance. I don't think that you should look at this person as a close friend because she certainly doesn't look at you that way. Mm-hmm. And you had to seek her out on social media. It's not like any time she moved or changed her number or whatever had like hit you up and been like, hey, Deborah, this is what's going on. Here's my new number or here's my address. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you had to go just, find her through social media. Yeah, she's always been in the city. We've both always been around. Yeah, but she, I don't think but, she likes hanging out with you. Maybe she doesn't like your husband. Maybe. I don't like hers, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, what the so, hell, Deborah? So don't worry about it. You know, don't. No love lost. I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't get too busted up about this. You, you both have realized in the past that you can live a, a, a life without each other. And to me, it doesn't sound like she's the person that you tell your secrets to. She does. To me, doesn't sound like the person that if something really great in your life happens, she's the one that you call first. If something really bad in your life happens, she's the one that you mm-hmm. call first. She's not that yeah. person for you. So mm-hmm. don't don't stress over an acquaintance who you know has a life going on that you don't quite fit into. It happens. Mm. That's true. I don't have siblings, and we were just kind of put together, like you said. Yeah. So stop being so dramatic, Deborah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Thank you, Roz. So much. You make me feel so good. Hey, Deborah, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz, of course. Oh, oh wow. wow. Damn. Really? Did you listen to everything he just said in FML? I have been listening to you guys for nine years. I guess you and I aren't as close as I thought we were. No. How did you, Mocha, let me just ask you this, okay? Yeah. How did you not figure out that the individual who was called by a friend overly dramatic was not going to pick me first. <laughs> it was a Hail Mary, to be honest. Right? <laughs> I knew right away. Thanks, Deborah. <laughs> We're the same. Thank you. Later. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, we're heading out to uh, Jacksonville, Florida to talk to Tommy Shepard. Tommy Shepard survived COVID-19, but um, the reason this is an incredible story is that it got to the point of where doctors came in and told him that he better call his family and start making videos for his friends because he was not going to survive. He made those videos. And here's one of them that he actually sent to a friend. Just wanted y'all to know uh, y'all are great friends. Even... 
text and far apart. Have fond memories of all three of you. And uh, proud of all of you and all that you've done. Can't even imagine. Yeah, and then he recovered. He sent out the videos and he recovered. Tommy, what's going on, man? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? Hey, good morning. How's it going up in Toronto? Uh, doing good, doing good. How you feeling, bro? I am uh, getting much better. Feeling a little stronger. Um, of course, there's little tweaks in my body that I feel that throws a little uh, maybe PTSD back my way. <laughs> so you're the, actually the first person that we've talked to that has, one, had COVID-19, but also recovered from it. Um, like, and, oh is, and, and, is, and, is, and is out. Um, when you started feeling symptomatic because every time we go anywhere now you walk into a grocery store you walk in anywhere they just sort of they just they ask you these very simple questions right and we're used to hearing on the news what the symptoms are which is you know shortness of breath fever is the big one what were your symptoms and did you have all of them okay this is a great question um so now things are evolving where we understand uh, that the symptoms are even greater um, and the, the virus evolves into to different uh, people in different ways. So I didn't have a fever. I had a fever. Uh, I never had a fever at all during really? the whole time. Um, and, that, and that made it difficult for me to get detected and tested uh, with COVID. Um, I went to three doctors, one my primary. Eventually, my primary sent me to the hospital, to the ER. But my first time to go to the ER, um, they didn't admit me. Uh, they sent me home with mild pneumonia, uh, cough syrup, <laughs> and a decongestant. And uh, that may have proved fatal uh, for me. But luckily, I came through on the other side of it. Um, so I didn't have a fever. Mm-hmm. I had um, what first uh, felt like sinusitis and bronchitis. Um, that maybe in, within three days went into something that was quite brutal and fierce that I've never felt before in my lungs. Um, so I had really bad respiratory issues. Um, early on, I had some aches and pains and chills. And then I did have this headache that was really unusual. Uh, it was just in my scalp. And it felt like occasionally just like electric currents would go through my scalp and it was just evil it was just evil now tommy Uh, you're talking about respiratory can you can you describe to us what it was you were feeling in your lungs and like the way the way you were breathing uh, i'd have these spasms um i'd lay down i'd rest uh and then get up to go to the sink or go to the kitchen and these these short, quick breaths would just take over. And probably, I think they estimate um, anywhere between 40 to 60 uh, gas of breath per minute. Wow. Um, so you can tell, you get, that's really quick. And that's, that's what I was feeling. Um, I was able to control that for a little bit, but later in the, in the process of the disease getting worse in my body, um, it became uncontrollable. And uh, it's almost like you're drowning uh, and it's just um, really surreal. So how long between you being admitted to then, because the crazy part about all this is that when everybody's in these hospitals and you can't have any visitors, so you're all going through this alone. And so how long between you being admitted to then the, doctors come to you and say you better call your family because you're not going to make it yeah that was probably several hours um, i think i got to the er around nine o'clock on that wednesday night uh and then by about four in the morning um the er doctor came and talked to me uh and told me i was in great condition uh that these 
these, my lungs were, were the worst COVID lungs that she had seen so far. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, that I needed to call my, my wife and children, get them up there before they took me up to ICU because then I would be isolated. Um, and they estimated that probably within the hour, uh, once I was up in ICU, um, so by eight o'clock that morning, um, I'd be on the ventilator. So they wanted me to be able to speak to my wife um, and my children. That decision by that ER doctor may have saved my life because, or at least may have saved me from going on the ventilator. She delayed even later um, the decision to put me on the vent um, and to start the medicine, uh, concoction of medicine that I was given. Um, And that started my really quick response um, and decline uh, in terms of the use of the oxygen. And you made these videos. Yeah. You you made them, but did you send them or no? Yes, you I did, did send, send them. them. You did. I did oh, send geez. them. That was about probably five. Uh, some adrenaline kicked in because I was, I was really paralyzed. I had, I, it just shocked me. I, I thought I was going to get admitted and get some oxygen and get some medicine and some IV and, and thought, you know, I'll, I'll be able to rest finally and get yeah. well. So at what point, Tommy, did things like get better or did the doctors come in and say, actually, we can see that you are progressing in the way that we can get you out of here? Um, so really by Friday night overnight, it kind of dawned on me that, oh, I'm not going to have to go on the vent. Um, the medicine has been working. And so by Friday morning, about eight in the morning, um, somebody came in and rolled the ventilator out of my room. And I just went, whew, I just, you know, and, and they, took me off the, they took me off the oxygen uh, over, overnight. And by eight, eight that morning, about 24 hours uh, in ICU, uh, the respiratory uh, or the pulmonologist signed off on me and sent me down to the recovery wing. So everybody that got a video from you, did they also then get like one of those Tommy Shepard would like to recall the last email he sent? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Um, I would love to, but no, uh, <laughs> I'm still glad I sent them because uh, for me at that moment, I thought I was not going to be able to speak to them Friday morning. And if I was going to be put on the vent for several weeks uh, or a couple weeks or a week or what have you, um, they would have no word for me. It's a it's a good thing you didn't tell anybody off, huh? You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Or, or like start I, confessing the secrets and all this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Tommy, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoga show. Um, you know, before we let you go, there are still in our country, you still hear stories or you still see video of people who are out and about living their lives as if nothing is going on, as if COVID isn't impacting their lives whatsoever. Complete disregard for all the warnings that are that are out there. If there is like one message that you can give to everyone to hopefully get it through their heads that this is serious, that everyone needs to take it serious, social distance, wash your hands, stop touching your face, like what would that message be? So I would say that um, the infection somewhere is an infection everywhere. And to stay inside because you may or may not get sick, but you may infect someone else. And this is the only way we can defeat this and get everybody back to work and get, get everything opened back up. And the only way we're going to do that is create this human shield to, um, to the virus and, and crack this virus uh, and move forward eventually um, until we get a vaccine. And it's critically important to stay inside um, and 
continue to pr- protect your brothers and sisters. Tommy Shepard, thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show today, man. Enjoyed it. Thank you for the privilege. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Black China, we were talking about people who, who got in trouble. Tori Spelling got in trouble for charging fans $95 for a virtual meet and greet. So she stupid. got roasted for it. Yeah. Roasted. How do you charge people money when everybody's laid off and who the hell do you think you are? Kim Kardashian was catching some heat for last week trying to promote a, people to buy her new perfume. And The Rock was getting roasted the the for not shutting up about his, was it tequila line? Yeah, which yeah. I still can't find. LCBO, help me out. Do they not sell it or do they sell they, it and it's just not available? It's not available yet. Right. I know they have it at a few spots in the U.S. According to them, they're slowly rolling it out to Canada and Mexico. Black so. China's charging her fans $950 for a video chat on FaceTime. <gasps> no. And this is my favorite way. This is my absolute favorite way. How, what is the least amount of work you can do yeah. on social media to make $250? Like what is okay. the, when you start looking at all the things you can charge a fan for on social media. Yes. What requires the absolute least of you that you could still ask for $250? Okay, I got it. What? I don't know this story, so you tell me if I'm right or not. Okay. Black China will FaceTime with you right. for $250, yep. but she will not say anything. No, less work than that. Less work. Much, like way less work. Black China. So, so to... to just to clear this up here, okay? Video chats with Black China on FaceTime are $950. Okay? Which she has a payment plan for as well. <laughs> of course she does. Okay, so video chats, FaceTiming Black China is $950. Yeah. She has within her menu something that will cost you $250 that really is the least amount of work for her to That's do. no talking? Like, Okay. Least amount, more than no talking? <laughs> yes, way less than no talking. Like you're FaceTiming a picture of Black no, China? No, less work than that. Then she's got to upload a picture and do a whole thing. Well, just You might as well tell me because I'm never going to get For $250, she'll follow you. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on. I bet you there's a stipulation in there though. Yeah. There has to be like yeah, she, yeah, for a minimum of like six months no, or something. No, because you just follow her and you just follow them and hit mute. I played and, oh, yeah, and true, you never true, see true, their true. stuff. I paid Blair Underwood to follow me on... Who's Blair Underwood? He's an actor from Sex and the City and some other stuff. Oh. And I paid him I once um, to follow me on Insta... No, on Twitter. And he still does. And that was like eight years ago. Why did you pay him? Because it was some sort of thing that Twitter was doing for like charity or something. And you can right. look at the list of celebrities and, and he was the cheapest one. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then Blair Underwood would follow me. It was supposed to be only for a day. But Blair Underwood has never stopped following Oh, I following know Blair me. Underwood. This guy? What's he look like? What's this he look guy, like? man. You know Blair Underwood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I that like guy. I like this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. He's a good dude. So how much did you pay to have Blair Underwood follow you? $80. So you $80. do pay for followers then. You just No, no, it. that's oh. one. That's one. So for 250 bucks, Maury, is that what you would pay to have Black China follow you? I'd pay $250 for somebody else. I don't care to have for Black who? China follow me. For who? Like to, to maybe get like a Zac Efron or a Shawn Mendes or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. 
Wow. But anyway, so I don't think you had this kind of option with Blair Underwood, but uh, for Black for Black China, uh, as we said, there's even an option to split the costs into four payments. Oh. <laughs> I would have to do that. <laughs> four easy payments. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, it's Ron Zamoka. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Good. I haven't listened to you guys in about three weeks. I've been working from home and I'm out to do groceries. And literally listening to you guys just felt normal. It's so good to hear you guys. It's just, oh, it's the only normal thing in my life right now. Aw, what's your name? Natasha. I love listening to you guys. And even if it's Ross, I have to listen to. But Oh, wow. <laughs> even if it's just Ross? Even in a... Even in a- <laughs> Freaking global pandemic, huh? You still call up. You can't even say one nice thing. No, but if you ask me who's my favorite, I have my favorite. Nobody asked, Dingbat. <laughs> so what's been going on in your in your world, in your life, that you haven't been able to listen to uh, to the live show? Um, so I'm still essential services. Yeah. I work from home and my day starts at like 7.30 in the morning. Um, so it's just conference calls and everything. And then by the time it gets to like, I literally have breakfast at one these days. So oh, wow. Uh, poor yeah. you. Poor you. Nobody cares. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, have you been ca- I deserve that. I deserve that. Have you been uh, getting caught up on the Razamoga show through our podcast at least? I'm uh, trying to, but just listening to you guys live and like yeah. even that laugh of Ross, just it was like normal. So I will say you. I will say this. I've heard this from so many people and it is just about the most wonderful thing that anybody could ever say about this show and, and what we do and um and you nailed it, which is it's just a, a, a quick sort of jolt of normal where you don't worry about the things that everybody's worrying about right now. And it's a little tiny bit of an escape and just, you know, brings you back to a time a couple of months ago when we didn't have, you know, nine million things to worry about. I, I You just nailed it. It's absolutely you guys are amazing. All of you. And thank you. No, thank you. And my favorite, hands down, is Mocha. Nobody oh, asked. I was just about to ask too. <laughs> Nobody asked. Okay. Hands down, Mocha. There's no like, there's no competition. Yeah, no, we, we get it. Stop. We get it. Stop. 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 In the competition between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> uh, let me think about this one. Um. Mocha? Uh, of course, Mocha. Of course. Yeah, okay, we get it. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Right. I never would have guessed. God. I hope you're so busy today your lunch gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for logging it Thank in. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the time that uh, you get to share with us. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How was your birthday yesterday? It was real nice. Yeah. Yeah, good. It was super nice. Um, my sisters came by to drop off a gift, and uh, I wasn't originally going to go out to see them, but I hadn't seen my family since I don't know, like January. Yeah, right. So I stood in the driveway. Yeah, or they stood on the driveway, like at one end of the driveway, and I stood at the garage, at the entrance to the garage. So we were like <laughs> way far apart. Yeah. Like multiple hockey sticks apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for dinner, Jenna surprised me with a cake, and we had everybody on Facetime. Oh, that's awesome! So my family, Jenna's family, oh, as well. that's great. So we were all on Facetime. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, and I just, you know, spent the day with uh, just spent the day with Jenna and Cruz and Tig, 
And I tried my best to stay off my phone for the entire day. Yeah. Um, I checked in the morning. I think the last thing that I did in the morning was reply to a text that you sent. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then I put my phone down, <clears throat> and then I didn't really pick it up until, like, way later. Oh, good for you. Um, I, like, tried to stay off social media and everything. And Maury kept calling me. <laughs> how, many times you, how, many, how many times did you call him? How many times did you call him? It was three times? Ten times, Maury. Oh, ten times. <laughs> was that many? <laughs> yeah, because there was a couple of times my phone was in the other room. And it, I, it was just like, uh, I heard it ringing, but I was like, it's in another room and I'm yeah, doing stuff. Yeah. So I don't want to go and answer it. What did you do, sing to him? Did you answer it all? I did. I oh, did you like did? three times. Oh, okay. And of course, I was just messing with him. Right? Yeah. Hello? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> M Hello? is for mannerly organized in all the ways. O is for outgoing, extremely sociable. C is for clever, that's what you are. H is for hospitable with a caring heart. A is for angelic, you have a kind heart. Mocha, a friend we all want! I'm sorry, I don't need my ducks cleaned. Thank you. <laughs> Hello? Oh, happy birthday, what are you doing now? Hello? Okay, you are you are so old, your social security number is one. Hello? <laughs> you are so old that when you were in school, there was no history class. <laughs> a bad connection. Hello? Is anybody there? Yeah. Happy birthday. You are so old. Your real name is Mochasaurus. Hello? You are so old. You used to babysit Yoda. I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong number. Not nobody. Nobody. Hello? Happy birthday. Good afternoon. <laughs> what goes up but never comes down? Your age! <laughs> you are so old, when you visit an antique store, people start bidding on you. Okay, that was my last joke. Hello? Hi. Happy birthday! Hi, who's this? It's Maury. I'm sorry, nobody by that name lives here. No, I I'm... You have the wrong number. I'm here, you're there. I live here. Hello? Hello, happy birthday. The phone keeps cutting out. Hello? Dude, it's Maury. I'm calling to wish you a happy birthday. The day? Birthday. It's your birthday. Oh, he's going nuts right Hello. now. Happy birthday to you. Hello. I, I, I happy hear. birthday, Hello? dear Mocha. Oh, that's that's that a terrible connection. You're lucky you couldn't hear. Happy birthday <laughs> to <laughs> you. Thanks, Maury. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, Bachelor Nation, get ready for it. Listen to your heart tonight, 8 o'clock on City TV. Singing competition mixed with everything we know and love from the Bachelor franchise. Chris Harrison returns as host and joins us right now on the Razamoka Show. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Will this be the most dramatic season in Bachelor Nation history? <laughs> uh, I think it just might be. Uh, this new show, Listen to Your Heart, is... It's dramatic on a completely different level with the added uh, bit of music and that vulnerability that it adds. It, it just might be finally, after saying it all these years, the most dramatic ever. Have you guys found out with doing adding music to this just an extra level for people to potentially embarrass themselves publicly in somebody in front of somebody that they love? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Uh, oh, that and finding love, yes. Uh, so break this show down. Um, we love these sort of summer specials. I love the Olympic ones. We loved uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So to sort of bring this one, what's the philosophy behind this show? I mean, the philosophy is really it goes back to A Star is Born, that Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga moment oh, that yeah. we all loved and, and fell in love with. You know, and, and really that moment, you remember that moment at the Oscars when they were performing together and you thought, oh my God, they may have a baby on stage. <laughs> it is, Please. It, could we sprinkle a little bachelor fairy dust on top of that and create that on our own? And uh, and that is the whole premise of the show. It is the bachelor meets a star is born. And when we're we're so used to on any of the competition shows where singing is involved, there there's a level now of quality that people are used to. When it actually comes to the talent on the show, what sort of quality are we talking about? Well, the cool thing is it really is this wide spectrum of people that have been grinding it out in the music business for a while. There's a young man who has made it pretty far in American Idol. These pretty talented guys and and women. But then there's also the guy that came from his church choir and people that came from musical theater. So it is this broad spectrum, but there is some serious talent here. There's some serious not talent, but there's some serious talent as well. Now, from the serious not talent, how many of them like truly <laughs> fall in love? <laughs> um, well, that is the point, that it really is about the relationships and about falling in love as well. It's not just about, the, you know, if you're looking for just a musical elimination performance competition show, that's not it. It really is more Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise less American Idol. Um, the music is the music is a part of it, but it really is about those relationships. We're used to the term they're here for the wrong reasons being thrown around a lot um, on these shows where they just want to get a little bit of fame and, you know, start a, uh, uh, you know, a mm -hmm. blog or whatever. Did you get anybody who really did not care about the love and just went on there to launch their singing career? Were they sort well, of faked their way through You know, it? I thought that's going to be a big problem, but... The fact that everybody was there for a career, everybody is there to sing and, and they do want that. It kind of took the onus off of the quote unquote wrong reasons issue because they are all there for other reasons as well. But everybody understood that, but they also want that relationship. So oddly, I thought it was going to be a bigger problem, but it's much less of a problem during this show as it is on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And what's going on with The Bachelorette? Have you guys figured out when and how you're going to be able to shoot this? I mean, that really is the million dollar question. We're waiting, you know, in quarantine like everybody else, just waiting to get out and, and start producing The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It'll be The Bachelorette. I mean, it'll be Claire's season yeah, of The Bachelorette. Yeah. And as soon as we can get out safely, we'll start producing it and then we'll get into shooting it. Um, when that'll be, you know, who knows? I mean, we just got the order a couple of days ago that in California we're locked in until May 15th. And so, you know, it'll be mid to late May before we can even get back in the wow. office and start producing this. What was your take when Donald Trump started comparing his ratings to your ratings? <laughs> I'm not sure whether to be scared, flattered, uh, just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, between uh, us and Monday Night Football, that was, I got all these calls. And I'm like, what in the world? How did we get into this? <laughs> I know, suddenly um, you guys get yeah. dragged into it. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess we should be flattered because, yeah, the ratings were phenomenal. And, and I expect the same tonight with Listen to Your Heart. That's right. Uh, Listen to Your Heart, 8 o'clock tonight. Chris Harrison, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Moga Show. I have to say my favorite line from the promos that have been running is from the young uh -huh. lady that says, how are you supposed to write a song about love when you're not even in love? See, how, answer that for me. Just answer that for me. <laughs> Chris Harrison, much love to you, brother. Stay safe. All right, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Girl. Yo. They got a hit, man. 
this new Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, they got a hit. Okay, so break this down for me now. What is the the Shem's in here, by the way, as well. Good morning, Shem. Shem, huge Bachelor Nation fan as well. You have no idea. Okay, so I love The Bachelor. Love The Bachelorette. So love Bachelor in Paradise, all that stuff. Same. Um, what is the premise of this show? How do they mix the sort of bachelor world with the music? What is the point of walking into that mansion? What's the goal? Is it to hook up or is it to get a record deal? I think it's both. Agreed, Mocha. It's totally both. It's to- And it's just a different way of of finding love, you know? You know what? Notes. And you know what I find? They they cast <laughs> like up. the perfect group because it's a great mix of people who definitely want a record deal. Yeah. But also you can see which ones are there. Sure, I like music, I like singing, I like writing songs, but I'm here specifically for love. Okay. And so um, how how do people get voted off? Is it based on their talent or is it based on them not hooking up? So I'll say this. I'm not exactly sure after the first episode, <laughs> to be honest with you, because the first episode, they had more men than they had women. Okay. So the women got to choose. They had to eliminate four men oh. um, based upon their, you know, their chemistry, not so much on their musical talent. But then later on in the, sh- in the, in the season, they have them performing in front of judges. Now, I don't know if like the bottom two, you know, get, get, get voted out. I have no idea. Right. They or if somebody that. even gets a record deal, because sure. they're always saying, they're mixing the world of like Bachelor, Bachelorette, yeah. which with the world of American Idol. So you don't actually get the information as to whether or not they get some sort of a deal. Let's say if a couple stays together yeah. and you don't know if somebody ends up proposing to somebody else. But are people in books? I want to get to the singing. I want you guys to play me some of the singing from last night. Of course. But are people encouraged to couple like it is on Bachelor in Paradise? Absolutely. Or, oh, you mm. are. Yes. Now, does that then become your duet partner? It does. Or, or you, oh, providing, you are. Providing your relationship kind of like blossoms. Sustains. Yes. Right. right. By the time you get to the, let's say, the competition. Okay. Right? I gotcha. I gotcha. Because okay. you and I may like hit it off on night one and make out in the hot tub. Right. Right. And I'll be like, this is going to be my boo for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But then. But the what next... if I, but what if I play metal and you're a country singer? We can't work together professionally. Oh. But we had that hot makeout session in the I hot know. tub. I know. Our lips may work together that way, but not right. the other way. But. You then may go and be like, well, Shem likes metal. Yeah. I'm going to go duet with Shem. And then I'm left out in the cold. So but can I go met- Can I go make metal with Shem but still make out with you? Or do I then have to hook well, up with Shem? You can, and that actually happened last night. It did. Okay, yeah. so how's the singing, first of all? What's oh. the quality like? Because we're used to on these shows, the singing shows. Yeah. Some really great legendary singers have come out of some of these shows. Gravity. Uh, Jamie and Ryan. A lot of focus was put on these two last night. I think it's really sexy watching Ryan sing, and I think it's just really sweet how he just tried to make me feel comfortable and was checking in. What makes this man? And the reason why a lot of focus was on them was because this Jamie girl was not only kissing Ryan, but she was also kissing some next dude forever. Good for her. Right? Mm -hmm. And she wasn't the only one. Yeah. Right? That Ryan, tell me that is Ryan guy. He doesn't look like a little bit like Shawn Mendes. Shawn Mendes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, this guy, no, he looks like Shawn Mendes. Really? Spoiler alert. Yeah. So Ryan and Jamie are singing together. Ryan and Jamie didn't end up together at the end of the show. Oh, Spoiler alert. Snap. 
And of course, you have your. Um, Are there any bad singers, or is there everybody sort of okay? I'm <laughs> so glad you. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. I'm so glad you asked that question. Okay. How about I'll hit you with uh, my original song? Oh, it's no. called Hot Touch. Hey, pretty baby, got you looking at me. Imagination's running wild, you're driving me crazy. Yeah, all right. I appreciate it. I don't know what a hot touch is, and I, I don't think I want one. Do you want to hit me with your best beatbox? This is the same guy that did the song? Okay. So yeah. that was his beatbox, Oof. and immediately after that, yeah. right, he yeah. says to this girl that he's talking to, her name's Savannah. He tries to like be real smooth with her, yeah. And I think he was like, if she was gonna give it back to him, he was gonna go in for the kiss right away because uh-huh. he says this to her. I like your lips. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. And he's like giving her the eyes and everything. Thank you. You don't like my lips. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. You, bro, you have to watch this show. It is so good. God, it is to, so good. To even just say, like, do you like my lips? Oh, my heart. How about I'll hit you with uh, my original song? It's called Hot Touch. Hey, pretty baby, got you looking at me. Uh, Imagination's yeah. running wild, you're driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing, Mike? It's Roz and Mocha. Good, how you doing? Good, buddy. Man, I feel for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough times, man. So, Mike, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. I live with my girlfriend and our two kids who are three and six. You also have two older children, 11 and 13, um, that live with their mother. You say that uh, you are part of Ontario's current workforce that is deemed essential service. Now, normally you would see your older kids on weekends, if not every other weekend, but due to COVID-19, uh, you haven't been able to see them in almost five weeks. Damn. You say their mother believes that I need to be uh, aware from work slash isolated for 14 days before I come in contact with them, which sounds appropriate to ensure that I do not have the virus, especially since your 11-year-old um, has asthma. And uh, you say, you know, that you can do video chat, uh, but especially right now, uh, you think that uh, you and the kids just need to be able to be together during these tough times. Not sure if you can help or what the suggestions are, but that would be great. Yeah, I don't know. This is, it's a whole new thing, man. If it makes you feel any better, Mike, I mean, it may not, but just just know you're not the only one that's going through this. There are a lot of families out there who are dealing with the exact same thing where they can't see each other. They can't see their kids or kids can't see their parents or you just can't see your spouse. So just know. uh, I think that brings the weight of what's what's really going on. Like stuff like this isn't really talked about too much about, you know, the families that don't necessarily live together they're in separation how long is it going to be until we see each other again i know a a few different people who are not in your exact situation but are in similar situations where the kids after march break everybody was isolating and so it was fine because march break happened and all this stuff but when life went back to normal it's well when do you see your kid again if you have to work 
And yeah. so, and so, because what happened was, is I know a few people where they didn't have the extra support, and so the kids went to one of the grandparents' house because that's where the ex was living. Yeah. And of course, the grandparents are seniors, and so now there is no access. He has no access to his kids because he can't put the seniors at risk, yeah. which means that the kids can't go and stay with him, and he can't go and see the kids. And so yeah. he's he's in the same situation as you are, which is there's no animosity. There, there's no you know some. Somebody is holding your kids away from you, but it's just the reality of the situation that for everybody's safety, we're now going on, you know, people like you five, six weeks without seeing your kids. I think the unfortunate yeah. part of it, though, Mike, is that your 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 ex is right because you are an essential worker and because you're out there, out there, like in the world, you may not be able to. God, I hate saying this, man, because yeah. it really does break my heart, bro that you can't see your kids because you do have to be isolated for those those 14 days. And you know what? The, 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 the kind of fortunate part of all of this is that your kids are 11 and 13, so you can explain to them why it is you can't physically go and spend time with them. If it were yeah. your, you know, like say, for example, your three-year-old you mentioned, it's impossible to explain something like that to a three-year-old, right? But unfortunately, with this going on, we're left explaining to them why isn't big brother and big sister coming over? Yeah, How right. come I haven't seen Maddie and Noah? And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole new world and it hasn't been talked about a lot. I don't think there's a definite right or wrong in any situation. I think it has to be a mutual agreement. But given the fact that I'm not in isolation, it breaks all the rules. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And people are getting really creative and they're thinking of all sorts of things. You know, I, you know, people are sitting on FaceTime. So I'm FaceTiming with you. You're FaceTiming with me. And you and I really don't say anything, but we just hit play on the same Netflix movie together at the same time. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Video, uh, yeah, movie, yeah, video. Yeah. Like me and my little guy were playing like Brawlhalla and yeah. Roblox. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And people are, you have to be creative. And, and there is no other time right now for that sort of, you know, resourceful nature that parents have to, to come out right now where you still need to be present without actually physically being there. That is a level of of stress that you know parents have not really had to go through immediately where you've had where you have a great relationship with your ex and she wants you to hang out with the kids and everything else all of a sudden you're in one of those relationships where your ex like where you can't see your kids or there's you're fighting all the time but it's not the case you just can't see your kids yeah there's no roadblock or anything like that other than the, the pandemic itself no, but i, I did me and my girlfriend we were like kind of brainstorming i just don't know if it's allowed where if anybody out there has any information on whether this is allowed or not, where I can just drive up to their mums, have a coffee in my hands, they can sit out on the front porch, I can stand by the sidewalk and just chat. I don't know if that so, follows under the rules now. Who cares? I say do it. Yeah. I've seen so many videos of, from people who have done that exact same thing, Mike. And you're keeping yeah. a safe distance. You still get to see your loved ones. I, I think that the idea of isolating and distancing, distancing is a, is a weird one. So where, where, where do you live? What part of the city are you in? I live in southwest Mississauga, okay. almost the Oakville border. And, and then my kids live in like Caledon. Okay, so Oakville to Caledon, right? So here's the thing is you're wondering right now if you can go and stand on the end of their driveway with a coffee while they sit on the porch and you guys can yell, you know, 
politely at each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, now, if you lived on one street and three doors down, your 11-year-old and 13-year-old with their mom lived in a house three doors down, would you have already stood on the bottom of the driveway with a coffee while they said, "Oh, hell yeah, I'd there you go." Rocks at the okay. Window. Okay. So, so, okay. So, so what's the, so what's the so difference? So what's the, the difference? So it's like I said, though, with all the the rules and the what's allowed, what's not allowed, it's kind yeah. of a gray area. I yeah. think, given that, that I'm not coming into contact with them, I think it is allowed. Yeah. yeah. I think Ain't nobody okay. going to give you a ticket for, for seeing your kids, man. Okay. But uh, we're all doing our best, and I, I feel for you, man. I know you, this, it's tough. It's hard. There are no answers. You're just going to have to, you just, you, you got to figure it out. Hope that helps make you feel a little bit better. I know we didn't help the situation, but um, hopefully, like, talking about it makes you feel yeah, a little just, bit better, bro. Just getting it out there and, you know, having an uh, ear to listen. Thanks very much, guys. I appreciate the help. I yeah, know, obviously, it's not a push of a button and everything's fixed, no. but... Just I know that you. we're always here to listen, man. Right on. All right, brother. Hey, you didn't ask me who's my favorite. Oh, God. Oh, okay, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Well, I got to say, for the, the fun-loving kid side, Mocha, I love you. For the hard-ass... Get to the point, straight down the line. I love Ross. You guys are a great team, but I gotta say Ross because of that hard ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a hard ass myself. So. <laughs> this is the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. So they released the teaser for the oh, show. Did they really? So I guess what happens in it is that Zach Morris is the governor of California. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah, and. He's in trouble for closing too many low-income high schools. Then he proposes that a lot of the students affected by those closures are sent to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. Well, and then I guess the influx of these like underprivileged kids going into the snooty Bayside, you kind of get that. What show was this already? This was already a show. There was a show where they mixed snooty kids with like low income kids, not head of the class, not welcome back, Cotter. There was another show. You shut up, guys. My what? old references. There was another show where they mixed. Isn't it Riverdale? No, not Riverdale, Maury. What, they mix like poor with rich? Yeah, yeah, there was another show. There was definitely another show. So anyway, okay, so A.C. Slater, what you're about to hear is this, is that A.C. Slater's the gym teacher. Of course okay, he is. Okay, yeah. but he's kind of a loser, oh, right? Oh, no, Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. <gasps> well, sort of. Uh, pathetic, maybe. Uh, so AC, oh, no. Okay, so A.C. Slater's the gym teacher. Yeah. And at the school are the kids of... Zach, Kelly, and Jesse. So you're going to hear him at some oh. point talking to students, and this is who he's talking to. Remember how much fun high school used to be? You believe that was like 30 years ago? It may look like I'm a hot, happy guy. You're a gym teacher, and I saw you eating soup in your car. When I was in high school, I constantly used to fight with my best friend over a hot girl. I was actually your dad. Over your mom. Then I just found another girl that I really liked, and I started hooking up with her instead. Oh wait, that was your mom. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so remind me again: is this reboot a TV show or is it it's a movie? A it's a TV, it's a TV show. show. It's a TV show. Okay. So it's going to be on the Peacock Network, which is the sort of digital platform for NBC. So it's um, not going to be on like TV, TV. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll pop up somewhere up here. Yeah. Somebody will get the rights to it up here. Um, but they. 
are still hoping that it could premiere in 2020. Like, still hoping. Oh, boy. So, Why, they finished filming everything? They did, yeah, but they just have no... Everything is everything is just backed up, right? Yeah. So anyways, This would be a great summertime show. Though. I know. Like, while everyone is still and will probably still be in isolation, yeah. this would be a fantastic this summertime show. would crush. Show. You're right. You're 100% right. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so Slater's the gym teacher. And it doesn't look like Saved by the Bell, right? Like, you know the way Saved by the Bell was shot? Yeah. That sort of campy whatever it doesn't look like that it's like pro this looks like modern family oh wow yeah, really yeah, yeah 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 they did a really good job on it all really right good job. i'm here for yeah. it this is the Roz and mocha show podcast remember a few weeks ago when everyone started panicking and buying up all the hand sanitizer and toilet paper and paper towels yes, and just I stockpiling do. stuff right yes, i do there's that story um we talked to the brother of a guy in the states who like went ham and bought up everything so he could sell it on eBay and then eBay wouldn't allow him to sell the stuff and he just had right. everything still in storage and ended up donating it. Yeah, no, the state came in and made him donate it. So in Australia, this guy bought with the help of a bunch of other people, right? He gathered a team of stockpilers and bought 132 packs of toilet paper <laughs> and 150 one-liter bottles of hand sanitizer. Everything, approximate value, $10,000. Sure, okay. For the sole purpose of putting it up on eBay, make a profit. Not allowed. eBay removed his portion of the site. Yeah. Not allowed, so he had all his product. So he calls up the store that he ended up getting everything from. Right. And said, hey, here's what I have. I would like a refund. <laughs> and the store manager was like, hell no. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Well, we've, we've replenished. <laughs> Import for a sec. I have a clip of the store manager speaking. <laughs> and was like, absolutely not. So now this guy in Australia, he's stuck. He's sitting on... 10 grand See? worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Now, the toilet paper... That'll last you years. You're good. Okay. Okay? That's yeah. fine. That'll last you. But it's the hand sanitizer. It's like, what are you going to do with 150 one-liter bottles of hand sanitizer? <laughs> like, we're talking liter bottles, yeah. right? Like, that's like, oh, my God. You would be so clean. You could, like, use it, <laughs> like use it in your hair and everything. Yeah, you would have to. I know, but some places that you would put that in, I'm sure it would burn, though. Like a butt. So, yes, yeah, so you can't do a full body. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would sting. Absolutely ridiculous. I had my first customer yesterday who said he wanted to get a refund on 150 packets of 32-pack toilet paper and 150 units of one-liter sanitizer. That is the sort of person that is causing the problem in the whole country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. No! <laughs> right? So all you stockpilers out there. That's what happens. Yeah. Stock, okay. I mean, it, it, listen, we, we all got, you know, terrified in those first couple of days. Everybody went, everybody went a little bananas. Mm -hmm. But even now, when you go back, like my grocery store has more pasta than they know what to do with. Yeah. They, they have crates, like skids of open boxes of pasta everywhere that there's available space in the store. Like, it's okay. The supply chain is fine. We're yeah. not going to run out of toilet paper. You know what else no one's buying? I was at the, in the uh, cookie aisle. No one's buying the Oreo Thins. No, and, or, <laughs> or black beans. <laughs> 
black beans? Black, really? Yeah, no, I went what down. What do people have against black I, I beans and Oreo thins? I don't know, but, but, when, <laughs> but when everybody, it's so sad. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, so you okay, say what okay. you're going to say, and then I'm going to talk about Oreos real quick. Because it, it was a real eye opener. It was a real eye opener when everybody was panic buying. You, uh-huh. you saw, like, you would see empty aisles, right? Yeah. Okay, and two things that were so full, like almost falling off the shelves because not one person bought one, and it was black beans in a can and the smiley face fries. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody wanted the smiley face fries. But they're still like potato. Like, they still taste no, like fries. I know, but you'd be like, nah, I'm good. You know, if I'm going to take up precious room in the freezer, it's not going to be for GD smiley face fries. <laughs> also, with the Oreo thins, yeah. right? If people are panic buying, why waste your time and effort and money on Oreo thins when you can just buy the regular Oreos? Because those, those are all gone. They're all gone. So people are like, well, I'm not going to waste my time on less stuff in the middle of the cookie. But then you just yeah. buy more packs of Oreo thins. What, and make a bigger one? Like you have to... Make a normal size oh, one. Oh, yeah. That, some assembly required? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hey, it's Ron Zamoka. Oh, hi. Hi, what's your name? Lita. Lita, okay. I know yeah. you have time because you said in your text to yeah. us that you got to work early, 45 minutes. So Lita yeah. texted Roz and said, uh, you guys make me so happy in the mornings. First day back at work from maternity leave, and I'm so yeah. nervous. I'm waiting in the parking lot 45 minutes before my shift starts. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. what is it that you do that you're allowed to go into work during all the, the um, COVID pandemic happening right now? Yeah, I'm a pharmacist, actually. I work oh. for a company that gives meds for home care patients. Right. Wow. So it's got to yeah. be scary for you to be going back into that particular line of work, having a little uh, one at home. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, we're not really exposed to the public where I work. It's more like we deliver to the public. Okay. So we're not open for people to come in and out. But, I mean, there's still a level of nervousness given that she is so little at home. So yeah. I just hope my coworkers are respecting the rules, per se. Yeah, really. How, how was Matt leave? Mom, it was great. I mean, yeah. I listen to you guys every morning. So the little one definitely knows your voices now. Nice. Um, yeah, she she definitely gets very excited when she hears you guys in the morning. It's kind of funny. It's amazing. Yeah. Aww. And so, I mean, it was good. I can't complain. During those really long nights, what did you binge on Netflix? Oh, God. If I even had the time to binge, I'm pretty sure it's all a blur. I just, well, I watched Tiger King just recently. Uh-huh. I don't know how people binge that show. I yeah. don't know. I just, it was so cringeworthy. I couldn't sit through more than like an episode and a half at a time. It was crazy. Um, having known a, a ton of people that have done sort of mat leave yeah. and, and you look so forward to going back to work. You're heartbroken because you're going to leave the kid, but you look so yeah. forward to going back to work. I can't imagine what all of this with coronavirus has done to your sort of looking forward to going back to work because you're almost dealing with more stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like the mom guilt is real, especially at this time, because you're like, am I putting her in danger by going to work? Like, yeah. it's, But it's like my responsibility. I just, as corny as it sounds, they took an oath, like I got to do my job. No, so. I hear you. Yeah, because you feel terrible and now you feel like double terrible because you're like, yeah. well, this sucks. I'd just rather stay home now. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Lita, we're so happy to hear from you today. Thank, Thank you very much you. for your text. Thank you for your dedication to the Razamoga show. Uh, congratulations yeah. on your Thank little one. You. And all Thank the best you. on your first day back at work. Thank you so, so much. This was a great surprise. Oh. Uh, and between Razamoga, who's your favorite? Roz. Oh, wow. You answered that fast. Oh, yeah. I've been thinking, I was hoping for this call. I've been praying for it like all year. I'm like, all I want to do is just like immediately say Roz because you are my spirit animal, Roz. (laughs) 
Oh, you you're kinda, the best. You kind of sound like you're still sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> you got Don't be jelly, Mocha. Yeah. Roz is allowed to win yeah, every once maybe, in a while. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be working with people's prescriptions right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you still got baby brain. <laughs> Love you lots, Lita. All the best. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Miriam. Hey. Okay, so you wrote us this. Razamoka fixed my life. I recently moved to a new place. I'm renting a room for $600, and the ad said that I have access to everything in the house as well. Hmm. Uh, the woman that I live with is great. However, there's absolutely no room in the kitchen for my stuff. Oh, no. They said that they would get a new fridge once I moved in and still haven't done so. Uh, I've been living here for almost a week, and I'm wondering if it would be rude to just get a mini fridge for myself and ask for a little bit of shelf space uh, for all my stuff. You've been ordering food because you have no space to put anything. Yeah, this is one yeah. of those new sort of roommate negotiations that go on, huh? Mm-hmm. And like, I just, you know, I don't want to seem like rude and like, I just moved in and like, I'm trying to make a good first impression, right? Do you know these so, people or it was just like you found them through an ad? No, I just found them on Facebook marketplace. Like, uh, never okay. So here's the thing is that you, you're, it's not a favor. Okay. Like you're not asking them, Hey, can I crash at your place for a little while? Like you are paying rent. Yeah. So you are well within your rights to sit down and just have a rational conversation. It doesn't have to come from a place of, you know, um, I don't even know, like, and I'm not going to say anger, but you don't have to make it hostile, you know, like you can, you can say, Hey, we talked, uh, before we're going to get that new fridge. So, you know, so I can put some stuff away and, you know, maybe, you know, can you let me know which shelf would be okay for me to just sort of stick some of my things in until and, and, that new fridge arrives? You, no, no. Even because she needs a shelf, you need a shelf no, for yeah, your stuff, course, your cups, your everything else, right? Totally. Yeah. Like shelf for dry food and then like, you know, fridge for food, food. I, I have they not like cleared anything? Like knowing that you were going to go live there, have they not? made any effort whatsoever to give you your own space in the kitchen? No, you know what they say? They said um, that we all share food and if you eat more of something, you have to buy that. And like, I just, I don't want to have that conversation. Like, I feel awkward, you know? Yeah. I just want to buy my own stuff and just have my own stuff. So say that. Whatever I want. So yeah. say, say that. And, and just, and, and have like a, just a straight up conversation. So, you know, this is awesome. Uh, the rent is great. The place is clean. I like you guys. But the way that I like to live my life is that I'm going to buy my food. I'm going to cook my stuff. And I don't want to have to worry about just doing math in my head or replacing anything that is your guys or me having to replace something that I was really looking forward to eating. And then I got home and when somebody else ate it, it's no way to, to, to have a, a relationship with a roommate, yeah, uh, especially somebody that you don't know. This isn't a friend. This isn't somebody in your family, you know, where you can sort of have that kind of relationship with them. I think you just be straight up, and I would say with these conversations, don't go into it walking on eggshells. Yeah, it's just because you know, like girls are catty, and like I worry for that that they might, you know, is talk she, about it, me. It, and do you think that she's gonna this person or these people that you're living with? Do you think that they're gonna react that way? Yeah, I don't know because they all know each other from a long time ago. Like, one how many people are in this house? Just three girls, other than me. So the other three, they're all friends. They all know each other. Yeah, two are cousins, and one is a, f a longtime friend. Oh wow! Okay, definitely need another fridge. Yeah, you guys need you. You definitely, you definitely need another fridge. <sighs> but no, but I would just, I would say, put out the the sort of ground rules um, when you're living with somebody, especially somebody in a situation like this. Uh, ground rules, understanding. 
and decency and boundaries are what is going to keep you happy and sane in that house. And I think that if you sort of go into it uh, right now, because it is still early, uh, you'll be able to sort of set those boundaries and put together something that works for everybody. Uh, but don't don't eggshell this. Don't come into this, you know, thinking that you're doing something wrong because you're not. You know, you're you're okay. you're paying to live there, and you are paying for certain things as part of the $600 a month. Uh, access to the fridge, access to a place to keep, you know, a couple cups and a plate and some some of your own cans, that is all well within your right. You're not paying $600 to have nowhere to eat. And you certainly doesn't sound like you can afford to order in food every night off Uber. Okay, I'll do that today then. Yeah. Wait, but... Can you guys ask me who my favorite is? <laughs> <laughs> is this the real reason why you wanted us to call you today? No, no. Seriously, like the whole room situation, that was, it was like consuming me. Like I couldn't think oh, about anything okay. else. Yeah, but yeah. I want to tell you who my favorite is. Okay. okay. Miriam, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz, for sure. Oh. But can I just say, can I just say, it's not even because you're hot. It's like, I love the way you talk and I love the way you think. And it really does go without saying that, you know, you really are like a smooth, cool f-ing dude. But is it a little bit because I'm hot? Well, I mean, there's that too, but okay. it's not just because of that, okay. right? All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is like, yo, I'll give you shelf space in my fridge any day. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you want some fridge space? <laughs> oh, I do love <laughs> I'm about to buy you a fridge, girl. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. You guys are great. Oh, all the best, Miriam. Thank you so much. Take care. I love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey Mocha, you ready? Isolation style, yeah. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Oh my God, did you see this advisory panel that Donald Trump put, t- put together? No. Okay, so Trump is... this is like all old, 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 old? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Trump is putting together a team of the most powerful people in U.S. sports to serve as advisors to get the country up and running again. This all started because Florida... Opened the door saying that pro sports, WWE, et cetera, yeah. are essential services. So now it's how can we get sports up and running? So his advisory team reads like a list of the worst season of Celebrity Apprentice ever. Oh, no. Okay. So some of the people on the list. <laughs> these are his Avengers? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So these are, these are his... <laughs> Yes. These are his Donald Avengers. Donald Trump is Nick Fury and he just assembled the Avengers. <laughs> okay, okay, so Mark Cuban. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, hit me. Okay, so Mark Cuban. Yes. Dana White. Okay. Vince McMahon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary Bettman. <laughs> Okay. From the NHL. Yeah. Who everybody everybody just hates, hates that Gary guy. Bettman. Oh, no. And then you have like Adam Silver and Jerry Jones and yeah, everybody. But, what are uh, these guys going to do? Well, they, they all own everything, right? They're either commissioners or major owners or billionaires or whatever it is. So he, this is his Avengers team oh, to try and get sports back up and running. Ugh. Gary Bettman and Dana White. And let's not forget Vince McMahon. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) I don't know if you saw this. Amy Schumer had uh, her son and 
she named the kid Jean Attell Fisher. Fisher, the uh, her husband's last name. Yeah. Uh, Attell, named after um, her best friend and uh, comic Dave Attell. Yeah. But so they, middle name is Attell. Middle name is Attell. But they changed the name. Oh. They changed the kid's name. This is Amy Schumer uh, explaining why they changed the baby's name. So do you guys know that Jean, our baby's name, is officially changed? It's now Jean David Fisher. It was Jean Attell Fisher, but we realized that we by accident named our son Genital. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Attell sounds like Genital. But yeah. w- his middle name is now David, which is also after Attell, and my dad's middle name is David. Jean <laughs> <Gene> David. Jean <laughs> Attell. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, scientists discover a major lasting benefit of growing up outside of a city. So they used data from almost 4,000 people and they report a strong relationship between growing up away from the natural world and mental health in adulthood. Overall, they found a strong correlation between low exposure to nature during childhood and higher levels of nervousness and feelings of depression in adulthood, saying what we found is that the childhood experience of green space can actually predict mental health later in life. They Mm. go on to say, uh, the people that reported more exposure to nature actually have better mental health than those that do not even after after we adjust for exposure at the time uh, for the interview when they were adults. So So if you're a kid and you grow up in nature there's a direct correlation between your mental health mm. as an adult compared to people who grew up in cities. That's just the power of green and blue, they wow. say basically, right? So it's interesting. I like that. Apparently, people are watching a lot of TV. We know that. Yeah. Everybody's in lockdown. Everybody's isolated. So these are just stats on streaming, okay? okay. Yeah. Uh one, three in four people, so three quarters of the people admit that they are streaming more content than normal right now. Mm-hmm. So we understand that. 65% of parents are letting their kids watch more movies and TV shows than usual. Yep. We understand that. Uh, we're not always searching for fresh content. 56% of people said that they frequently re-watch shows instead of starting something new. 56%. My wife just restarted after... She completed the entire series again like two years ago. Right. She restarted last night, season one, episode one, labeled the pilot, Friends. Really? Yes. Really? (laughs) And uh, the big stat, apparently, when it comes to streaming, is that in general, we are now watching eight hours of TV a day right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can admit that. hours of TV a day. Yeah. The TV in our house is only off when we go to bed. Right. (laughs) I swear. Um, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci again? He's the the corona expert. The the guy you see on TV all the time in the States. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Listen to this. So he does an interview. Uh And what came out of this is a headline that reads, Dr. Fauci endorses Tinder hookups, quote, if you're willing to take a risk. (gasps) No. So... He was asked, if, you, if you're swiping on a dating app like yeah. Tinder or Bumble or Grindr and you match with someone that you think is hot 
and you're just kind of like, maybe it's fine if this one stranger comes over. What do you say to that person? And then Fauci says, you know, that's tough because that's what's called relative risk. He goes on to say, if you're willing to take a risk and you know everybody has their own tolerance for risk, you could figure out if you want to meet somebody. He goes on to say, if you want to go a little bit more intimate, well, that's your choice regarding a risk. So instead of just saying, no, don't do it. But if they're... Telling everybody yeah. and asking I everyone can't go to, to a stay park. indoors. Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. go to the mall. Yeah. I'm scared to go to the grocery store yes. right now. And he's saying it's okay, just take the risk? Well, no, he's saying it's up to you, to, up take to, you to take the risk. Yes, it's your own risk tolerance, I guess. What a dummy. Right? They say that sexting is way up during uh, self-isolation. Uh, according to a new study, it is like through the roof. Now, in the past month, they say tweets that contain the words coronavirus, but also the words like nudes or D-pics are up 384%. And tweets using the eggplant or peach emoji are up 46%. (laughs) I'll sit around horny. Yes. (laughs) Drake is now part of the all-in challenge. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. And... The all-in challenges where, like, a lot of rich people and celebrities put up these incredible experiences. And I don't know whether it's an auction or whether you donate something and then your name goes into a draw and then so on and so forth. Um, but The Undertaker from the WWE is auctioning off dinner and one of his long black leather jackets that he wore at a pay-per-view. Uh, that's, that's the one I want. This is what Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio are offering up. Lorene Jobs and I helped create America's Food Fund to make sure that every family in need gets access to a meal at this very critical time. Our most vulnerable communities need our support now more than ever. And that's why we're asking you to help us go all in. Bob and I are going to be starring in a film called Killers of the Flower Moon. If you ever wondered what it was like to be able to work with the great Martin Scorsese, this is your chance. We want to offer you a walk-on role. You'll spend the day on the set with the three of us men. Of course, you'll attend the premiere. So please go to allinchallenge.com and donate whatever you can. So they're offering a walk-on role in a Martin Scorsese movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. I'll still take dinner with... Undertaker. Okay, so here is what Drake had to uh, offer. Now, keep in mind, Drake obviously shot this in his house. Yeah. And this is what happens when your house is made out of rock and glass. Listen to how terrible this sounds. Oh, I was going to say, did he break something? No, listen to how terrible this sounds. What's up? This is Drake. Um, Oh, no, it sounds like he's inside of a cave. His whole house sounds like a bathroom. You know when somebody calls you when they're in the bathroom and you can clearly tell that they're in the bathroom? His whole home sounds like a bathroom. Are you in the bathroom? No. What's up? This is Drake. Um, Coming to you, I was challenged by my brother, uh, one of the greatest of all time. Mr. Tom Brady um, for Corona Relief, the all-in challenge. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to offer up uh, everything I can for this challenge. So um, whoever wins, you'll get the chance to fly on Air Drake. Uh, I'll have the OVO package waiting for you on the plane. 
Yeah. Uh, the Nike care package waiting for you on a plane, flying to LA. What? Uh, you'll get to uh, come and party with us, one of our private parties at the Lila. We'll have a great time, put you up in a great hotel, whoever you choose to bring for the weekend. And then uh, it doesn't end there because we'll link back up in the city that you're from. We're getting the best tickets possible to the show whenever we can tour again. Uh, hopefully link up with, again, you and whoever you choose to bring. And, um, yeah, I mean, good luck. Oh, okay. Hold on. Right? Okay. I think I'm going to have to switch. I don't want dinner with Undertaker anymore. Really? Yeah. I want to kick it with Drake and the OVO guys. Oh, snap. For I'll real. All, all in on that challenge, yeah. Somebody else can have my Undertaker jacket. Uh, Britney Spears, I don't know if you saw it on IG, she was uh, just she just did a straight-up dance video, so there was no talking. She was just on her back deck dancing around. But she was dancing to this, which is Justin Timberlake's Filthy. And then in the caption, Brittany yeah. wrote, this is my version of Snapchat or TikTok or whatever the cool thing you're supposed to do these days. Then she goes on to say, as you can see, I'm really not dancing, folks. I'm just bored. P.S. I know we had one of the world's biggest breakups 20 years ago, but hey, the man is a genius. Great song, JT. Pass it on if you know what's good. And then JT responded, with like the hands up emoji, hands yeah. up emoji, hands up emoji. Come on now. The sexting is right, right. Getting out of hand, right? Y'all. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. Peach, peach, peach. <laughs> uh, when it comes to sports, yeah. a betting site called uh, TickPick.com asked over a thousand sports fans. Oh, nice. What'd you say? I don't know. Listen, it's just a, it's a website. They asked over a thousand sports fans across America uh-huh. how they're reacting to the pandemic, and most importantly, uh, how are they feeling with no sports? Twenty point three percent of people said that they would give up alcohol for a year if it <gasps> meant that sports could resume. Six point two percent of people said that they would give up sex for a year to get sports back, and five point two percent of people said that they would be willing to get coronavirus <gasps> in order to get sports back. What? Yeah. You're risking your life for sports? Yeah. Also, which sport are people missing the most? Keep in mind, this is America. Football. Uh, No. Football's not back in, actually, no, football's not back yet. Uh, Golf? No. Golf is third last on the list. Really? Yeah. So it's got to be hockey. No. Basketball? Yes, NBA. Okay. Whopping 33.3% had that on the top of the list. And then men's college basketball second. Yeah. Because we missed March Madness, right? Totally, completely. There was was no March Madness. And then uh, Major League Baseball was third. Which league was it? Was it NHL or NBA that said that they were contemplating just giving the either... Maybe it wasn't the NBA. Maybe it was the NHL. Just giving the Stanley Cup to whoever the top team in the nobody league is. Nobody said that. Somebody said that. No, I promise nobody, you. No, nobody officially said that? that from a league. Nobody said that. Are no, you sure absolutely. they were talking about it? No. I heard it yesterday. No. There's or am I no making way. that up? I, th- I think you might be, I think you might have made that was up. Was that a dream? No. Or I might have been, it might have been a dream. If it is, I don't want to hear about it. You know me and dreams. You were in my dream last night. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you I were crying. Why was I crying? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You're I don't want to hear about your stupid dream. Why was I crying in your dream last night? I don't night? know. You were looking at a video on your phone, and I walked over, and I gave you a hug, and I said, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, You're God. always in my dream. Shut up, Maury. But why Why did you have to console me? 
I don't want to know. I hate listening to people's dreams. Because I love you, man. I know, but why? Like, where, where were we that I was crying? I was can't it like remember. A, was it a heavy cry or just like a, I was a little bit crying? No, it was like a heavy cry. Oh. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hi, is this Claire? Hi, how are you? Good. It's Roz and Mocha. Sorry, is it Claire or Claire Elizabeth? Because that's how it's written here. Uh, Claire's fine. Uh, Claire, what is your question for the Roz and Mocha Show podcast? Uh, my question is, what is your advice for a couple that isn't quarantined together but is looking to spend time together in some sort of way? Oh, wow. All right. So you are in a relationship? Yes. And for how long? Uh, over two years. Oh, okay. And you haven't seen each other since, like, the, the lockdown went into effect? Pretty much. Like, it's been a couple weeks. And um, by no means have we ever been, like, a long-distance couple. Um, and it's tricky because, like, you don't know when this is going to end, right? Um, so we're FaceTiming and stuff, but, like, what are your tips for... Like online dates and well, first of all, good for you for not breaking the rules. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I guess what could I'm trying to think if there's a like, I don't know what the logistics are. Right. So, do you live alone? Yes. Do, does Does he live alone? No. No, he does not. So here's my question. Yeah. During all of this, there has to be a way to clean yourself to the point of where you could change a location safely. And I and I, I was trying to think if there was a way to do this and I don't know the logistics behind it. But there has to be a way. If you said to your boyfriend, we need to go to plan B and plan B would have you now staying with me full time and we quarantine together. Right. So how do you do that? Like, is there a way that he could isolate himself to the point of where he knows that he is free of any sort of contamination and then move his life or at least part of it into your place? That's a good question. Oh, you guys never even thought of that? Like, talked about that at all? Um, We have, but I don't think it's realistic, just like given Why? like the space that I'm in and Toronto, a little close quarters. Yeah. Don't you, or is that like you don't, you don't want him like in and around all your stuff? Like you like your no, space? No, no. Oh, okay. That's not it at all. He's also um, going into work a little bit. Oh, um, see, that's a problem. That's that a work, problem. So. That's a problem. Yeah. Because I was going to say, because I think that if he just came over, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. If, if, he just, if he just came over, and I'm not saying do this guy just because I don't know, but like if he just came over and then you guys just sat in that place for two weeks... Right. And you realize nobody was sick, then like you're good to go, right? Like I don't know the rules. Like I mean, you're not supposed to leave, we're not supposed to see each other, but there has to be a way that you can relocate an individual to another place safely. But I don't know, I don't know what the process is to to doing that. So what are you guys doing? Are you like Skype sexing and stuff? Uh, we FaceTime every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit, it's a little bit difficult to do the intimate stuff when he's at home with his folks, right? Yes. And can oh, I just say yeah. nobody looks sexy on video chat? That's not true, Maury. <laughs> That's not Wait, true. Wait, question. Before we continue yeah. with Claire, Maury. Yeah. You are at home with your husband. Yes. All day, every day. Yes. So how could you say nobody looks sexy on video chat? Who are you video chatting oh, with throughout not, the day? No, not like nakedy video-y chatty stuff. I'm just saying like in general, like when I did my family Zoom for Passover or with the listeners. You're judging how sexy your grandmother was during Passover Zoom? 
No, me on that. Uh-huh. Maury's a mother. Hold on. So what? You think also, your also, family's looking at you on Zoom saying Maury doesn't look sexy? Also, Granny, the lighting was not good. You, uh, you, <laughs> Maury's in one of these interesting positions where wow. because he's been with Matthew so long, Maury can't say something like, oh, God, I look terrible when I, you know, have, you know, uh, FaceTime sex with somebody because you've been with Matthew since before FaceTime. Oh, yeah. So, so you have to watch what you say because because then there's no like, history of it. It would have happened during your relationship. Because then, yeah, the timing is all wrong. Yeah. So, uh, so with you, um, with you, Claire, it's very difficult. I, I don't can I, know. Can I jump in? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. to go back to her question, have you done things like you know set a specific time and do like Zoom? coffee date or a zoom make no, no, dinner no, it, together I, kind of thing i don't think that it's i don't think it's the coffee dates that's a problem is it well it's just really anything because like if we get three months down the line and it's like well all we've done is facetime like we want to kind of like are there games out there well, like what are your friends Monopoly. doing that have scrabble yeah like you want to be able to to sort of live a life with each other but just separately right like yeah you want to hey do you guys play chess um, we have not very good at it. Oh, okay. oh, why don't you start up again? Yeah, because what I was going to say is that you could put the board in front of you. He could put his board in front of him. And every time he moves one of his pieces, you just move that same piece on your board. And then you can just right. sort of, you can just sort of play like that. What about strip poker? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> no, these are good. Yeah, th good. things are good. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, okay, so hold thanks, on here. Thanks for the suggestion, okay, Mark. Yeah, thanks. She's really keen yeah. on that one. Okay, so hold on here. Let me just, let me, I just want to get, to, I just want to get to the bottom of this because I, I may have been a bit confused um, uh, at the beginning of this. So the sort of intimacy that you feel that you are missing is not the like sort of virtual sex stuff. It's the sort of every other day life companionship, right? Exactly. Okay, so you guys are good with the dirty stuff. Yes. Okay, you know what you're doing in that. Okay, okay. And so now what you're finding is that just that every, what, every conversation you have winds up with you guys with your clothes off? No, I just, like, how do you go from, like, spending time with somebody, like, all the time to now, like, you can't because people are getting tickets when they're in cars with people they don't live with. I know. Have right? You, so have, it's tricky. Have you guys, like, just even sat and watched the same movie together? Like, have you done that? Where you both hit play on Netflix at the exact same time while you're sort of, you or know, got a, got, a, got a Zoom window open? Netflix party. Can't you, like, two people on the same uh, Netflix well, how do you do that? watch something, like one person hits play, and then the other person, it will have it play on their, on their screen as well? You can do that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's other ways, you know, young dudes have it easier because more of them, you know, game. And when you're gaming, right. you're on your headset and you can always sort of, you know, just talk to your friends. And that's so how many of those relationships only exist in that world, right? So, but for, you know, for you and, and, and your boyfriend, it's really, it's really difficult. And, and I think that everybody's trying to figure, everybody's trying to figure this out. Um, paint that picture together, you know, do something like get some sort of craft thing going where you're both doing something simultaneously. Like, you know, what if you both sat there and you gave each other 
hey, we have 15 minutes and I'm going to hold, I'm going to get this pad of paper and you're going to get that pad of paper and I'm going to draw you and you're going to draw me. And then at the end of 15 minutes, you sort of turn it around to figure out whose is the bigger disaster. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. You know, like you can do, like you can do stuff like that. Like I would just try and come up with these wacky activities where you just open a bottle of wine and he does the same thing. And then you guys just do something crazy together. That's not just staring at the screen, having a conversation, like build some sort of simultaneous activity together where there's like a reveal or there's like a thing that you're both working towards. And then it's fun. Then it's like, just like a cool little date. Right. Yeah. No, I like that. I guess it's kind of like the Netflix show, the circle, like kind of the activities they had to do. We could get creative like that. I don't know if you watched that show. Which one? Uh, the, circle. Uh, the Circle? No, I did not watch The Circle. You know, I'll be honest with you, Claire. I watched the first, like, 15 Ooh, minutes. Terrible. Yeah. And I could not get into that show terrible. at all. I had really? To stop. Yeah. I just found that the, uh, the people were just super annoying. Like, more annoying than any other reality show that I've watched. With characters like that. Good. Now, before we before we let you go, do you have any tips? Because you seem like a pro. Do you have any tips for Maury, who says that it's impossible to look sexy on Facetime? <laughs> um. Well, are you showering? Like, do you look like you're keeping up with your hygiene? <laughs> do you know the long weekend? I didn't shower all long weekend. How close do you want his camera? <laughs> well, you can tell when, like, over. FaceTime if someone's taking care of themselves or not. No, so the answer is right. no. You're right. You're One more right. suggestion for you is if you kept your FaceTime open and then you went to bed together and you could just watch each other sleep. Mm. Nah, She's not into that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? If I did that with somebody, tell me, Claire, you tell me if this is sexy, okay? So if, if Catherine and I were separated and we decided to do that, this is what she would be looking at all night, okay? Me, like, curled up on just the very, very edge of the bed with my mouth open, drooling on a pillowcase that's covered in cat hair. <laughs> Hot. Wow. Right? So sexy. <laughs> uh, Hope that helps, Claire. Thank you so much. All hey, right. before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Okay, I got to tell you a backstory. Once I tweeted this, and then Roz told me that because I said that it was Maury, I needed to get dumped. And here <laughs> we are a year later. Oh, snap. <laughs> so between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I got to side with my boyfriend and say Roz. Oh, okay. Even with all that drool, side by side. Cat hair filled pillowcase, huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah, sorry I said you should get dumped, hon. I didn't mean it. That's okay. Here we are a year later, and we're uh, figuring out COVID-19 together. Right. Same same guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, same guy. So you didn't get dumped? No. Oh, that would have been awesome had you, though. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she just said that you're her favorite. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. All the best to you. Thank you. You guys, too. Take, Take care, care hon. Jenny has a question about COVID-19. What is one thing you have added to your quarantine routine that you want to keep up even after everything is back to quote-unquote normal? Oh, interesting. Uh, unfortunately for me, I won't be able to. Um, the, the thing that I love the most is, is also the thing that I hate the most. Which about, is? About being at home. Is uh, because when I leave here, I go home and I do ET Canada. And it literally, like I was shooting stuff for ET Canada until... 9 30 last night 
Wow. So, so your days are longer than from when you my, went in. My days are longer mm. now. I do more in a day now. Um, one thing that I dislike incredibly is that I spend my day at home now in front of the computer, where when I'm doing ET Canada, I'm rarely in front of a computer. I don't have a computer with me. Yeah. It's my phone. I'll grab my phone, but I don't have a desk with a computer. So I'm hanging with people. I'm in the studio. I'm talking to people. I'm doing all this stuff. So right now my days are all sitting in the office in front of a computer seems because crappier. everything, it seems crappy happier, but I love being home. I love the idea that, um, when I am in the middle of doing like a voiceover or an interview, I can just run out on the couch and grab 15 minutes with Roxy while she's watching Gilmore girls and then kind of go back into the office again and do a little bit more work. I'm like, I feel so free where I will miss that. Um, but also being home and working, is the the downside to that is yes I'm still working but also I'm home and so I start to feel really guilty I never feel guilty going to work all day and yeah. then getting home at the end of the day I never feel guilty about that but when I'm home now working I'm starting to feel guilty because yes I'm working but I'm also home and there, if there's there's nothing I hate more than being home being in the house where I don't appear to be present. Yeah. Right. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of hiding away in my own house of where I have to sort of, I'm forced to ignore, you know, Catherine and Roxy. And so I really dislike that. But the one thing that I, the one thing that I really do love, and I think that I, that I will miss coming out of, you know, all of this is just the attention to compassion where I think that everybody is just doing their absolute best to make sure everybody else in your life is doing okay. And I don't think we do that enough. I think that we're all so plugged into everything and we are so self-sufficient that we can take care of ourselves that nobody asks if anybody needs anything. Nobody asks if, Hey, you know, I'm going to this place on Saturday. Can I pick you up something? Or what do you need? Do you need help with something? And I, and I hope to go, God, that continues with everybody um, when all of this is over because I really like that. I really like when's the last time, you know, a neighbor has offered to help you with anything or a neighbor has offered to do something. It doesn't exist in the cities anymore. Yeah. And I and I hope this continues. I really do. That's what I love. The cool thing, I guess, for you working at home is all the free food you get. Yeah, no, I'm not. And I'm not spending and I'm not spending a lot of money anymore on, on, what free on, food? on things. Like you just go to the fridge and take anything you want. Yeah, but I buy it, jackass. It's not free. Oh, so it's free now. Well, no, it's not free huh? now. It's paid for <laughs> a week ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to miss anything, Mocha? Am I going to miss anything? Yeah. Like, are there, is there going to be anything that you do now as far as your new routine that you're going to continue to do? Um, not that I'm going to miss it, but I think I'm going to be a little bit more diligent with um, cleaning things. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just I'll be more aware because I still, even after they say things are back to, let's call it normal, Yeah. I still don't trust the environment. I won't ever trust the environment anymore. Yeah. So I will still, when we get deliveries from Amazon, we'll probably still grab a Lysol wipe and wipe down that entire box before I even open it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I may still, before I get in my car, uh, I'll still wipe down like my steering wheel or whatever. Sure. Right? I'll be a little bit more diligent, I think, with keeping my hands a lot more clean yeah. and try my best. I'm not to generally touch my face. a dirty guy. Like Catherine washes her hands all the time. And yeah. I like I just don't like just don't. You know, I'm like I, I don't. I think it'd be different if 
you, if you actually saw the dirt come off your hands, then you know that it, washing is actually doing. No, something. no, I will wash them if they're dirty. But I don't. I don't. I never just get home from being in the car, or going to the grocery store. I don't walk in the house and wash my hands. You do. You are where, now. where Catherine always did. She yeah. always did. She would always just go in and wash her hands. Roxy would get back from anywhere, and Catherine would always be like, "Go wash your hands." Like that was just the way that those two sort of lived their lives. Where mm-hmm. me, I was like, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I got an itch on my eye. Let me scratch that. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I think you got a booger. Let me pick that out. Yeah, right? yeah. Run my hand through my hair. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, Maury, is there anything that you've built into your routine that you will continue you know, once yes. it's over? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've been calling both my grandmothers every day. Yeah. Because they're home and doing nothing. So I just check in with them, you know, around dinner time each day. Just, you know, how's things going? What are you doing? What are you watching? You know, and. We'll, uh, with my one grandmother, we'll watch a little bit of Jeopardy together just on the phone and stuff. Sure. And I would never do that. Yeah. So, and, and now it's kind of nice. Yeah. So I might continue to do that. And I'm sure they love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And my one of my grandmothers, she just got FaceTime for the first time. And so Aww. she, but she keeps putting her hand over the camera part. You can't explain tech, you know, for like that's something you actually physically have to be with her to show her how to do it. And like, man, then you're covering the camera. Yeah, no, she doesn't. You can't see the camera. Like you can't tell an old lady yeah, you're covering the like, camera on a that? phone. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, what camera? Where? Right? There's I'm no on the camera. phone. Yeah, no, no, no. She doesn't, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Here's what M said. My wife and I took Roz's advice and watched I'm Not Okay With This. I feel that with all the attention on Tiger King, this show is flying under the radar. Uh, did Mocha ever get around to watching I'm Not Okay With This? P.S. Do you think Carol did it? Yes. What's uh, I'm Not Okay With This? It's a great show on Netflix. I have it on my list. I haven't gotten around to it. I did watch Tiger King. Yeah. Um, the show that Jenna and I actually started last night that we never got into the first time around right and there's i think three seasons now on netflix is ozark i don't know how we missed it you're the third person to suggest that yeah i i bailed on ozark did you really yeah after i bailed halfway through season two Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I bailed on Ozark. So we just started that one last night. Because I had a lot of other good TV at the time when yeah. I started. There was a lot of great TV on at the time. I may get back into Ozark. Uh, but no, I'm Not Okay With This is a is such a fantastic show. Like, it's so good. It is kind of a cross between, if you're watching Netflix, it's kind of a cross between Sex Education and um, Stranger Things. Is it only one season? Where, yeah, it's only one season. Oh, okay. And it's only like seven episodes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really good. Yeah. And the young kid in it, and I don't remember her name, uh, but she's brilliant. Like, she's so, the character is so good that it's, she's one of my favorite sort of written characters on a young Netflix show because there's like a lot of teen content on Netflix. Yeah. The character on this show is is amazing. I love her. And do you think Carol did it? Yes, 100%. How is nobody investigating that like more well, they thoroughly? Are. They are, but oh, and that's the other thing too is they said that if We're a tiger, about tiger eats, king right now, if the tiger eats a human, really it dis- the bones disintegrate, everything's gone. So how, there's really nothing they can find. Sure, sure. I don't know the proper way to feed a human to a tiger, but I imagine it's not. Well, difficult. I learned that from watching. It. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sophia Lillis is the young lady that's in I'm Not Okay With This. Is that who she is? Yeah. Yeah. And she, if you remember, was in the movie she, It. She looks like a young um, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, she really does. Yeah. yeah. Was she in It? She was just the young girl that was in It. She was like part of their, their crew. Oh, I she? loved yeah. It. I loved yeah. It. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's her. She's amazing. She's yeah. she, like she's she is. Fan, I mean, Zendaya is the best young actress working today. Yeah, hands down. Um, I would say that this girl, as far as her capabilities and the emotion and everything else, as far as a young actor goes, she's amazing. She's amazing. Pawan asks, "Would you rather Pawan pre-pick your lotto numbers or choose them yourself?" Oh hell no! I can't. I can't start picking my own numbers because. If I picked numbers, yeah, like, I've thought about this a lot. Okay, if I if I was the kind of guy that went in and I had my numbers that I played, uh-huh. if there was a time like if I got the flu and couldn't buy a lotto ticket, uh-huh. I would not be able to sleep. And God forbid my numbers came up, or even if three of my numbers came up, yeah. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So everything I do, as far as the lotto, it has to be random. It can only be random. But you know what your numbers would be already if you were to pick them, right? Like people's no, birthdays no, and no, stuff? No, 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 no. haven't even thought about it. Yeah. I haven't even put it together a list yet. I Nothing. think I would. Really? I When I first started playing the lottery, I would pick my own numbers. But then it would drive me crazy that all my numbers were... Like, none of them would ever come up. So no. I just started playing just random quick picks, right? You notice people that win the lottery, a lot of the time it is quick pick. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. So I would I would rather just continue my life and better off for it just have the machine pick the numbers for How me. long would it take you to recover if you played the same numbers every week and then one week you didn't if your numbers came up all of them every single one of them Never <gasps> Never yeah. It would haunt me for the rest of my life Yeah did I ever tell you the story? That's the kind of thing of where you call them and say, hey, listen, you guys can go through your records, okay? I played the same number every Friday for the past six years. Can you give me anything for yeah. this? You know what I mean? Right, like anything? Like, no. no. Screw you. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of my uncle's friend in New York? No. He played the same numbers every single week. Okay. This was the summer that I spent in New York, like three months. I was living with my uncle, right? And his buddy didn't play the numbers. Yeah. Numbers came up. No, they didn't. They did. No. Because my uncle was like, hey, we got to go. I was like, what's wrong? He's like... No. He's like, so-and-so is like really depressed and he's standing on a street corner drinking a beer. I got to go get him. No. <laughs> he called me. He's like, he called me from a payphone. So we show up. Oh, no. And this guy, he's just like kind of swaying back and forth. Oh, because no. Because he was so drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> standing in front of this store. Oh, no. And he was like so depressed because he played the same numbers every week. Well, and because some of those state lotteries that they that they do or used to do, was sometimes they were only like four numbers. Yeah. Right? You only needed to pick four. Four numbers. So how much money did he lose? I don't know. It was a lot. And yeah. it was the four number. And it was a, it was a four number yeah. one. But you, you start to think maybe like, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing four numbers, you're like, I mean, you know what? I may get this one day. Yeah. Right. It's only well, four yeah, numbers. There's only so many numbers. Yeah, there's only, I may, I may get this one day. And my uh, uncle. See, I would not recover from that. I so, mean, be on the street corner drinking beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still plays these numbers now, but uh, back then, the same numbers he would play every single week with the four digits yeah. was 2208. What did that mean to him? I asked him. Yeah. He said one day he went to the store and he was trying to figure out what numbers to play because all the other randoms that he was picking were never coming up winners. So he was like, I need to get a set of numbers that I'm going to play every single week. 2208. He was wearing a Hugo Boss shirt. (laughs) Okay. B-O-S-S. Yeah. He looked, I guess, in the mirror or whatever, or right. he saw a reflection, and backwards it looked like it was the numbers 2208. <laughs> so he was oh, like, no. those are the numbers oh, I'm going to play. No. And it came up. No, 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 no. This is not the one that lost. This is just like, 
my uncle, who those are his numbers that he plays. He's never winning. Like, no. he never won. But that's how he came up with 2208 yeah, see, that he's going to play all the time. No, I couldn't do that. I see, can't. See, the problem with that is it's the 2208. There's two twos in that. I, I would pick three different numbers. Yeah, no. But I don't think it matters, though. It doesn't matter. Like, you look at the actual odds of this stuff, and it doesn't matter. You could you could go to 649 and play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Oh, that'll never come up. That'll never, yeah. Why not? Because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, the pro I'm sure the machine is programmed not to pick those numbers. No, that's not a machine. No, that's cheating, though. Yeah. You can't do that. That's cheating. You can't yeah. do that. No, I know, but they'll never tell us. But I guarantee there's numbers that are programmed in there going, never pick these. Sure. Yeah. June asks, what's one thing that after all of this is over, you will never take for granted again? Oh, this is talking very about uh, COVID-19. This is very much like what we talked about earlier. Um I would say I would say just the kindness and compassion. That's the the one thing. And then other than that, my God, like just doing simple things, going to the going to the liquor store. Like I just something as dumb as that. Like, oh my God, am I running low on cider? Yeah, I'm running low on cider. Okay, well, I finished the radio show at 10 o'clock, but I can't go to the liquor store because the liquor store doesn't open till 11 o'clock. So then am I going to go home first and then go back out? And if I go back out, I'm a little bit late. I'm going to be 25th in line. And then going going to the liquor store on my way home is now like a 90-minute thing yeah. as opposed to a two-minute stop. Yeah. The liquor store by me is the one that people keep filming the lineups for. The lineup for the one that I live near goes all the way around, like literally three blocks in length. Yeah. I could see it from my balcony. And is it like that just during a regular day? When I'm out walking my dog at 11 a.m., it's already that long, people waiting for it to open. It's really? unbelievable. Oh, see, that's crazy. You know what I'm man. never going to take for granted again? What's that? A good hug. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I don't hug that much, though, but I know you are. I yeah. know you love a good hug. Yeah, I'm going to miss yeah. that. Because yeah. I don't think people are going to be hugging as much. No, you're right. No, 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 you're right. You're uh, right. Jennifer you're right. Peckham says, uh, when is Mocha going to learn how to swim, if you don't know? Great question. I don't know how to swim. And she says, with a swimming pool and a three-year-old, you need to know how to swim. So I agree, Jennifer. And prior to this whole lockdown and COVID-19, everything, Yeah. we had set up private swimming lessons. No. <laughs> for myself and my son. <laughs> yeah. Right? And... <laughs> Back-to-back uh, -back lessons. So it was going to be me first yeah. for my one hour yeah. at somebody's house in their pool. Yeah. Why don't they come to your house? Uh, we asked, and they oh. live in the neighborhood, and they just do all their classes oh. in their pool because they stack their classes one right after the other. Oh, right? I gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was going to be me first and then my son, Cruz. Right. <laughs> but now with all of this. You can't. No. It's canceled. Yeah. And swimming lessons isn't something you could do with the teacher over FaceTime. No. You know absolutely what I mean? not. Can't you just <laughs> can't learn on YouTube? No, you can't. No. Right? It's like, hold up the phone. You sink to the bottom. Yeah. And they're like, no, man, <laughs> move your legs, brother. Yeah. So, Kick. Jennifer, like, I, we had it set. Like, was this was going to be the summer that I was going to finally learn how to swim. Yeah. That's in it's interesting because. <sighs> can your wife not teach you? She's tried. I just, I don't know why. I or just don't get it. No, I will say this, especially when you're working with a young kid, and that is um, something like swimming, it's almost better if you have somebody who is a trained professional teacher figure to teach you. It's like teaching somebody to drive. Yeah. I remember my mother almost killed my father when he was teaching her how to drive. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's one of those things that... People who know each other shouldn't teach somebody, yeah. right? It's too stressful of a situation. 
to teach somebody that you live with to drive. Right. And it's too stressful of a situation. Like if Jen is trying to teach you how to swim, it may end your marriage. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's very difficult to say, do this. And then when you don't do it, she's going to get frustrated being like, how can you not just do, do just lift your ass, put your leg, put your foot, and then she's in the house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you're sunk to the bottom. <laughs> the bottom <laughs> of the pool. <laughs> right? Trying to FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a pro. You need a pro. And the same thing with your kid, because I think that your kid has a certain dynamic with you when you teach him how to do something. But I think that kids respond better in a pool when the person is a teacher. Um, What's the other question? Because I don't have it here. Oh, Ross. Right. Oh, uh, Mo asks, how well can Maury do a Porky Pig impression? Do people even know what Porky Pig sounds like anymore? The kids don't know what Porky Pig sounds like. I bet you there's 25-year-olds that don't know what Porky Pig yeah, sounds like. Yeah, I don't think so. People don't watch those cartoons on no, TV still? No, no, nobody does. You can't even find them. Okay, because this I question, I uh, this question's from somebody who's in their like young, like in twelve, like fifteen, like in in a, in a tw- <laughs> <laughs> what? And how do you know this person is from some, somebody who's like in a twelve or, a, or like in fifteen? <laughs> we've had him on the show before. Okay, okay. Uh, how well can uh, Maury do? Well, first of all, we need an example of Porky Pig, right? Hmm, interesting. I just maybe he's right. Maybe people do know. I just assume that uh, that young people didn't know who Porky Pig was. It's interesting. Uh, isn't that a term, Porky Pig in it? Yeah, it's when you wear no. Sh- it's when you wear only wearing a t-shirt, nothing else. <laughs> I do that all the time. I sleep like that most nights because my shoulders get cold. But do you have one of those long, long, long shirts? What do you mean, like a night shirt? No, just a regular t-shirt. I sometimes I have one short t-shirt that I sometimes will leave on when I, when I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke, man. No joke. Like you can see my belly button. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Oh my god, this is from 1939. You think people know this? <laughs> okay, hold on here. <laughs> okay, that's that's not right. Porky Big never said son of a bitch. Bro, bro. Watch. No. Look at this. Here. No way. No. Way. Look. No way. Okay. No, no, no. That's no, not no, real? No. Is that not real? <laughs> that can't be real. There's no, there's no so way. The he's got the hammer. Yeah, and he's okay, a- Morky. Okay, Morky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Morky Pig. Okay, Morky Pig. Um, uh, give, 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 Mo his, uh, give Mo his dream and uh, do your best Porky Pig impression, Morky. <laughs> First, hit the hammer. Okay. Okay. And, and, then, the, and then the hammer hits your thumb. Yeah. Okay. So no is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you have a question that you want us to answer on a future episode of the podcast, uh, at Kiss925 is the Instagram account. And once a week, we will post a picture that simply reads, Ask Roz and Mocha. And in the comment section is where you leave your question. Just- <laughs> Bye, folks. Give me one second here. I'm going to find out if Porky Pig ever did say son of a bitch. (laughs) The first and only time Porky ever swore. See? So it says the first and only time Porky Pig ever swore was in 1939. A very short black and white cartoon was made in 1938 as part of Warner Brothers blooper reel. Oh, they made a blooper reel. 
Uh, it was shown on the Warner Brothers 50th anniversary TV show. Porky is showing doing some carpentry work, pounding nails. When he smacks his thumb with a hammer, grimacing in pain, he says, Son of a bitch. Right. And he then turns to the camera and says, Son of a bitch. Right. Son of a Okay. It says this this short so-called quote blooper can also be found on the Looney Tunes Golden Collection Volume Four. Oh, I had that and of, I sold it of, for twenty bucks of two thousand and six under the title uh, Porky Pig Breakdowns of nineteen thirty nine with several versions of the clip making it look like a true blooper uh, and on each uh, so I guess yeah so they made that so it never aired on like a television show like it wasn't part of their run of episodes but they actually did make it as a blooper reel which was Porky Pig saying son of a bitch son of a Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.